Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Yes, folks, it's a little retaliation by Justin Rinsmer, and how appropriate it's fitting here on Raw Radio, episode 481-724-444-7044, caller ID number 138744. We are two episodes from celebrating the big 5-0. However, we're still in our 40s, however, and it's appropriate here today, Monday, June 20th, however, ladies and gentlemen, 2016, and you got the big two today, this afternoon. Of course, usually you have three or more, however, but today one of our colleagues is out, and he's going to be out for the next few weeks due to a little bit of a personal matter, however, but we hope to have some of you guys call in this afternoon. Uh, let me introduce you first. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and with me right now is my good friend, the host of his own podcast, if you will, sometimes off-raw radio, if you will, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, how are you doing today? Good, good. Well, that fitting theme, however, is so appropriate after what happened last night in Money in the Bank, of course, we're going to talk about as we started out this afternoon, and of course, we're going to get your thoughts here as well as everyone else's thoughts out there, and we'd love to hear from you. As we told you, we'll give you the number 1-724-444-7044, of course, uh, caller ID number one three eight seven four four pound You can listen to us each and every Monday, of course, next week will be episode 49, and then in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, yes, folks, two weeks from today, on the 4th of July, America's birthday, we'll We'll be celebrating our 50th birthday, if you will, in style as we debut with episode number 50. But that being said, we're going to talk about Money in the Bank, which was held last night in the gambling capital of the world, Sin City. And we're going to give you our thoughts here, and of course, we'll tell you what we think. So with that said, let us begin. The first match of the night last night, of course, on the pre-show, was a team we know however, all too well. Two teams we know all too well. The Golden Truth, Art Truth and Gold Dust, if you will, taking on Tyler Breeze and Van Dango. Of course, they look like uh, Maine lobsters broiled extra crispy, if you will, however, as they were peeling and just red all over the place, however, despite the heat and humidity out there, which is unbearable right now out there on the West Coast, as you know. As a result, however, Brizego unfortunately came down and, well, let's just say fell victim to the Golden Truth, however, as the Golden Truth got their first one as a team here in the opening matchup on the pre-show last night there at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. John, your thoughts about the opener? <laughs> What were they doing? What were Fandango and Tyler Breeze doing? They were like, they were like, boiled shrimp. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, as you know, as I said, however, the heat was just unbearable, of course. It's been like 105, 110, near 115 out there. It's a little muggy here this afternoon. The 80s here in my hometown is not as bad as it is out there on the West Coast. However, it, it did hit near 90 yesterday. Of course, it's supposed to calm down, of course, in the next few days here back in the East Coast. But out West, however, they're at in Vegas and in Phoenix, of course, for tonight's Raw. The heat and humidity just keep getting... Uh, Worse and worse, let's just say in more ways than one, and as a result, it is going to be anywhere between 110 to 120, maybe 125. So all of you out there on the West Coast of Vegas, Phoenix, wherever, however, please, please, please be careful. Wear extra sunscreen if you're out there. And whatever you do, limit your activities while you're at it, too, because it's just unbearable out there. And speaking of unbearable, let's go to our next match, however, which was an okay match, I thought, for the most part for the pre-show. And that was the Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Yes, folks, Kalisto and Sin Cara back in as the Lucha Dragons taking on Devon and Bubba Ray. As a result, the Lucha Dragons once again came out on top by defeating the Dudleys. It seems like the Dudleys continue to be the job boys of the WWE. Yes, they continue to be the job boys of the WWE ever since they returned in August. Well, it's unfortunate because these guys were hyped up so big, Howard, to put over uh, big teams like the New Day, the Vaudevillains, Enzo and Cass. And ever since then, Howard, it seems like they're just jobbing out to these guys and training these guys to be the next big-name tag team. And, of course, that leads us right into Money in the Bank. Of course, a pretty good crowd, as we said last night. It debuted at the T-Mobile Arena, the brand-new arena in Las Vegas. Of course, we're in a couple weeks. They will have Brock Lesnar on the card. That should be very, very interesting. As you know, of course, they spent over $400-plus to build that new arena, if you will, because they are currently working on the old arena. We understand the Thomas and Mack Center. They are right on the strip of Las Vegas. As a result, this was your opening match of the night, the Fatal 4-Way, as we said, for the tag team titles. Enzo and Cass taking on Allison Anderson, the club taking on the Vaudevillains, Aiden English and Simon Gotch taking on, of course, uh, the New Day, if you will. Uh, and, uh, I almost said... Uh, Enzo and Cass again a second time. I meant to say Kofi Kingston, Biggie Langston, and of course uh, Xavier Woods. As a result, the New Day, who has 300 days under their belt as champions, were uh, a little bit in danger of losing their belts here on this night, but unfortunately they hung out, hung out, and let's just say hung tough in the end. And as a result, their reign continues to be uh, one of significant proportions, however, and as a result, they came out with a big win by defeating these four teams. John, your thoughts about this one? Well, I really thought the close the New Day was going to lose the belts right then and there, but they really shocked me. Yes. Yes, they did. They shocked me, too. I mean... But I got to say, great, great opener to kick off Money in the Bank. Oh, I would agree. I thought it was a pretty good opener. Um, I know you and uh, our man of the hour, uh, the phenomenal one, GTS, Gerard T. Smith, King NWO, if you will, had the club. Of course, I had Enzo and Cass. We had a little uh, small... Uh, little matter on this uh, opinion, however, last week when we were making our predictions, however, but in the end, however, uh, the New Day comes out on top one more time and is still on top of the tag team ladder, at least for the time being. Uh, before we go to the next match, I know uh, they're talking about holding these belts maybe till SummerSlam. Uh, i got to ask you, John, do you think it's going to be possible that they can do it, or do you think they're going to lose it before SummerSlam? I think they'll lose it right, right at SummerSlam, not before, right. Right at SummerSlam? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It would be a full year. I mean, they have been one of the most most exciting teams within the past year. I mean, the last couple months, more and more fans are buying into the unicorn symbols. And, of course, the uh, 
uh, let's just say the uh, hip gyrations of uh, Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier. And of course, they love to have a good time with the fans and uh, just enjoy it when they can. But uh, a lot of people also mocking Kofi Kingston and his shoes. Of course, last week we saw the boys have a little fun with the, uh, their fellow New Day member, Xavier, or excuse me, not Xavier, Kofi Kingston, if you will, in his shoes, if you will. And we'll talk more about why that is so coming up in just a little bit. But uh, that was your opening match. That leads us to our next match, if you will. Uh, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler. It seems this feud is never ending between these two. And as a result, this time Corbin gets the win by winning by the end of days, even though at one point, however, Ziggler kind of botched the spot. Your thoughts about this second match? Uh, kind of a great match. It was like, meh, but I'm glad Corbin was able to pull it off on Ziggler. Yes. Uh, I would have to agree. I just, I'm hoping this is the end of their feud because, I mean, I've said this so many times. I mean, these two guys are just going nowhere, nowhere quickly. I mean, Ziggler hasn't done much for a while ever since uh, he uh, went on his own for the last few months. Even though at one point he was closing in on maybe going after the big prize, the world's heavyweight title. Corbin, of course, won the Andre the Giant Battle World back in April. It seems like ever since then they just haven't pushed him right, and I hope they start pushing him right soon because right now he doesn't need any more matches with Dolph. I mean, they've had three pay-per-view matches in a row. I'm hoping this is the end of their feud. I hope we don't see a fourth one, especially when you go to Battleground next month, however, in Washington. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, it was an okay match, but I thought it could have been better. I, just, I, I didn't particularly like this match in general even though they gave it 12 minutes and change. Speaking of which, that leads us to our next match, the third match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, the Divas Affair. Charlotte and her new friend Dana Brooke, if you will, taking on Team uh, Heartfire, if you will, Becky Lynch and uh, Natty Hart, if you will, Natalia, if you will. Becky Lynch, of course, and Natty looked like they were going to win here, but Dana Brooke stuck her nose once in too many times, however, and as a result, cost uh, Natty and uh, Becky the match, and afterwards, Natty kind of snapped at Becky by beating her senseless, if you will. A lot of people are not very happy. I guess Natty was upset with what Charlotte did, and that's what got her, maybe, unless they're turning Natty heel. John, i got to ask you again your thoughts about the match, and overall, the heel turn by Natty. Well, like I was saying on my podcast recently on Facebook, Natalia has become extremely frustrated with the way she hasn't beaten Charlotte. I mean, that's like, what, four times? Charlotte yeah, three or four times. Italia. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's about right. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah, and now you go back Italia to Raw and the two pay per view matches, and this was the third one last night. This time in a tag. Yeah, so yeah, you're right out right four times. Yes. And for Natalia to have the gall to attack her own partner like that. Yeah. Uh, I was dumbfounded by that myself. I mean, there has been talk that he might. Uh, go full-blown heel officially now. And I know afterwards, Becky was very emotional after the show last night. In fact, they did an interview on WWE.com. I think it was either Tom Phillips or uh, maybe it was one of the other backstage uh, people. Uh, maybe it was maybe uh, JoJo or something trying to get over with Becky. Tom Becky. Phillips. It was Tom Phillips? Okay. I, I knew you would see it before me, John. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, Becky was very emotional last night. And rightly so. I mean, Becky is one of my favorite divas. And I've said this many times, and I know one of our other uh, members of the panel, uh, the last kicker herself, Anne-Marie Reckenbach, is a big fan of Becky's, too. I mean, what Natty did last night, I'm hoping this is just only a one-night thing. I hope it doesn't carry over till tonight, but you never know. I think it's going to be interesting if Natty uh, does the heel character right now and joins up with Charlotte uh, Dana. I think that would be the last thing she would want to do is showing up with them, but you never know. Um, this was okay, but this one really just... I thought it could have been a lot, lot better for what they gave. They only gave it less than 10 minutes. It was okay, but in the end, I just, 
I didn't feel it. It was not one of the better Diva matches of the night. I thought they kind of uh, took a real big steaming pile of you-know-what on it, and it just it didn't pop. It didn't fizzle. It didn't crackle to me, let's just say. Yeah, and, and you know, the whole Natalia heel yes. turn thing last night, yes. that kind of reminded me of something. What's that? 1997 Bret Hart. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It did. You're right. Yeah, but it, it's, again, like I said, we're going to have to wait and see what happens tonight. I mean, they're in Phoenix tonight. I mean, we'll have to see if that changes tonight, obviously, on Raw. I mean, they're in Tucson tomorrow night, and then, of course, next week, they go to Tampa and Miami before they uh, head to Columbus and Toledo uh, to start out July. So we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that without question. So that's where they're going to be the next few weeks in case you're wondering. Again, Phoenix tonight, Tucson tomorrow for SmackDown. And then next week they return to Florida, this time to Tampa and Miami uh, for Raw and SmackDown, especially on Tuesday night, a week from tomorrow in Miami, a week from tonight in Tampa, in the home of Hulk Hogan, if you will, and the home of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anyway, our next match was uh, a very interesting match. They kind of threw this on the fly for us, how Apollo Crews versus Sheamus. Again, this was okay. I like Apollo Crews. I think Sheamus has been wasted more and more ever since he got uh, separated from the League of Nations. Your thoughts about this one? I got to say, this was not, not a good one. Yeah. I'm, really, I'm really glad Apollo Crews won that one. Mm-hmm. I am too. Yeah. I think I think they can do so much with him, and I hope they do once the draft comes in about three three and a half weeks from now. And we'll talk more about that coming up in the news portion after this, however, we've got a couple of news items we're going to run by you real quickly. However, we'll talk about that as we go along here uh, on the Money in the Bank uh, post-show here, uh, let's just say. Speaking of which, however, let's talk about one of the better matches tonight. This was one of the three great matches that I was looking forward to going into the evening. John Cena, AJ Styles, the very first meeting. Uh, we saw a ref bump. We saw Anderson Gallows play a part in it, but the ref didn't see it. John Cena, uh, unfortunately, gave it his all, but in the end, he came up a little short. AJ Styles was just too dominant here and won in 25 minutes to score the first victory over Cena. I thought this was one of the better matches of the night. John, your thoughts about John Cena, AJ, won. Yeah, AJ Styles totally told John Cena that he was going to win, and guess what? He did it. He did, and there's some controversy to it, and you know what? It doesn't matter. As long as the referee didn't see it, as long as uh, not many else people see it. Well, a lot of people saw it, obviously. 14,150 were packed in the building, but people watched it on home, however, who uh, were fans of uh, AJ Styles. I'm sure they had big grins on their face like me. I know you did, too. It was very nice to see. Uh, I just hope they don't trade off wins now. I mean, they've been talking about doing this feud for a while, and obviously now with uh, John Cena uh, losing this one, however, his very first pay-per-view match uh, in a while, however, AJ Styles comes out on top uh, once again by hitting the uh, phenomenal forearm, or I believe it was the Styles Clash, however, prior to uh, the ending when Gallus and Anderson decided to help AJ win. So, uh, it's the Styles Clash it was, the, it was the Styles Clash? Okay, I thought so. So it looks like they're going to continue this feud, and obviously who knows what they're going to set up coming up in less than a month from now in Washington with uh, Cena, AJ2. There, I know you'll be there, John, giving us the blow-by-blow blow and everything under the sign of the battleground. Should be a very interesting show there in four weeks' time there at the Verizon MCI Center there in the nation's capital. Uh, it should be very entertaining, let's just say. But I thought last night they did a really, really good match to start out the feud. And uh, with AJ picking up the victory, that was a much-needed win. Speaking of AJ, folks, a uh, real quick side note here. AJ will be on the Stone Cold Podcast tonight with Stone Cold Steve Austin after Monday Night Raw. So those of you on the WWE Network that watch uh, the podcast and some of those uh, very unique specials are, be sure to stay tuned after Raw tonight, ladies and gentlemen, for the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. 
talking with the Texas rattlesnake, if you will, what? on the WWE Network. Sorry, Danny, I was talking to my uh, stepdad, Eric. Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, our next match, of course, is the Money in the Bank match, of course, and we all know the participants. Right? Dean Ambrose, uh, Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho, Alberto Del Taco, a.k.a. Del Rio, Kevin Owens, of course, and who's the other guy I'm thinking of? There's a fifth guy I'm thinking of. Uh, was it Jericho? Jericho, thank you. That's I think yeah, I think it was Jericho, yeah, because I forgot Jericho's the fifth one. You're right. As a result, uh Dean Ambrose came out on top power, and we'll talk more about Dean Ambrose here in just a few seconds. As we said, how Dean Ambrose had quite a night there in Sin City, and we'll tell you how big it was in just a little bit. But uh we had a little bit of a disagreement last week on this show. Of course, our boss, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, Chris Jericho, I had uh needless to say, uh Cesaro, it was tough for me to choose between him and Sammy Zayn along with Dean. John, you and Greg both had Dean Ambrose right on, however, and I gotta give you guys your props, our uh, your thoughts about Dean coming up big here in this money in the bank ladder match. I gotta I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, this was definitely a long time coming for Dean Ambrose. Yes. I would agree. Two years after he turned, after the shield turned, after Seth Rollins turned on him. Yeah. And, es- and especially after what happened at WrestleMania. I mean, a lot of people thought Dean wouldn't get a chance to hold the title this quickly. And we'll talk why that happened, how are coming up now, however, as we go now into the main event. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. I mean, this is weird. I mean, you had two guys at one point each hold the title. Oh, wait a minute. Before the main event, we had Titus and Ruth. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry about that. Thank you. I knew I skipped the semi-main event. Thank you, John. Yeah, we had Rusev and Titus O'Neil, of course. Rusev, Rusev of course, was with his blonde-legged uh, fiance, the lovely, ravishing Russian Lana, who I do not uh, support whatsoever near Rusev. Titus, of course, had his kids in the front Front row. Rusev, of course, started barking at him and giving him orders and saying happy Father's Day after the match. Titus O'Neil, unfortunately, tried to give it a good effort, but he came up short in his effort. And for now, Rusev is still your U.S. champion as he won the match up here. John, your thoughts about this one? I got handed to Titus Freeman his kids for the show. I mean, he has the contest well in hand. Yes. But, you know, Rusev was just too strong and yeah. Defeating Titus O'Neil cleanly, not by cheating, cleanly. Yeah, that that surprised me. That surprised that really surprised me because I think a lot of people were kind of blown away with that too. Needless to say, I agree with you 100. percent That was just that was pretty wild to say the least. And obviously, uh, like I said, how I don't know how long this feud is going to continue. Now we're just going to have to wait and see. And before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, a quick side note here. Uh, it has been now announced that July 19, ladies and gentlemen, that the WWE draft will be held that night. So right before Battleground on July 19, ladies and gentlemen, they will be having the WWE draft. So needless to say, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Also, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, there was reports earlier today from Mike Johnson at PWInsider.com saying that the Royal Rumble was set for January 22nd. At the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Well, we just heard right before the show began this afternoon that it is not correct now. That is incorrect, however, as well as the date and location. We are still waiting to hear confirmation on when that next uh, Royal Rumble will be held and what city and what date. There's been talk maybe the 22nd again. That could be going up against the NFL playoffs, maybe either the AFC and the AFC Championship games that day or the following week right before Super Bowl 51 on January 29th. Uh, we do not have a date yet. Uh, needless to say, we will definitely keep your eyes and ears peeled for that, as well as location. So we will definitely let you know uh, what's going on as far as that goes. And like I said, folks, it will be very, very interesting 
to say the least. Um, one thing before we continue on, John, I'm just going to let you know real quick. Uh, Chad took care of the birthdays for Saturday, so you don't have to worry about those. You just can do uh, yesterday and today, so we're good there. Um, that being said now, folks, let's talk about the main event. And as we said right before we got into talking about the main event, we had we talked about the semi-main event. We already got that taken care of. Now we're going into the main event, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about it now. And, of course, it was... Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the world title. Of course, Seth Rollins won the match in 25 minutes. This was one of the better matches of the night, I thought. And then, all of a sudden, things took a turn. Just when it looked like Rollins was ready to leave Sin City back on top of the ladder one more time for the second time in less than several months. However, who comes in but cashes in? Dean Ambrose, his former Shield maiden, somewhat assistant, if you will. He lays him out with dirty deeds. And just when you thought that either one of these guys was going to stay champion or regain the belt, heart, Dean Ambrose sneaks in the back door and takes away the biggest cash jackpot of a lifetime, however, by cashing in and being successful. And as a result, he wins the world title by upsetting the architect Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns, of course, not very happy. After Seth Rollins, not happy either. Both kind of surprised and stunned. I think Roman more angrier than Rollins, but I heard afterwards Rollins was absolutely throwing a fit in the back, however. Literally, was ready to just absolutely go ballistic backstage. Uh, John, your thoughts about the match and also of the surprise cash-in that Dean Ambrose pulled off and successfully uh, got in the process? I couldn't think of a better matchup than these two guys wrestling between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I mean, if you think about it, they had two matches, but both of them were canceled. Mm -hmm. And finally, we had to see them go one-on-one on on pay-per-view. It was about time. Although Mm -hmm. they were in a fatal four-way match in um, Payback last year, but that wasn't (laughs) one-on-one. Right. But yeah. I gotta, but I gotta say, I mean, Dean Ambrose cashing in the biggest successful jackpot of a lifetime less than an hour after winning. I mean, who would have thought it? In a place like Las Vegas, who would have thought it? And I can imagine there's gonna be a lot of tension going into the night in Phoenix, and we'll talk more about that as we go along here this afternoon. Yeah, Dean Ambrose really. My thoughts on Dean Ambrose. He really hit the big jackpot on that one. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. No question and about it. And I wonder it. what he was doing last night. <laughs> I'm sure him and his girlfriend Renee Young were partying the night away in the strip of Las Vegas and having a good time as well. And I know a lot of people, I'm sure, were celebrating with him in the streets of Vegas. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see when he arrives at the building this afternoon at the U.S. Airways Center or the Talking Stick Resort Arena, as they call it now in Phoenix. It seems like every five, six years they change that. I mean, it was formerly America West Arena, then uh, U.S. Airways Arena, and now, of course, it's the. Uh, Talking Stick Resort Arena, if you will. And, of course, as we said, the heat and humidity, I'm sure, is not the only thing that is on uh, Ambrose's plate right now. He knows that his two S.H.I.E.L.D. brothers are coming after him, and it should be very, very interesting to see what happens when those three encounter each other, I'm sure, tonight there in Phoenix. Uh, John, you gave us a rating last night. Let's get here one more time. i got to give this an 8 out of 10 like you. How are your thoughts as well? 8 out of 10. Yes, it was very, very good. So definitely a very successful Money in the Bank. And, of course, as you know, our own human suplex machine coming up in four weeks will be at WWE Battleground in the nation's capital. Uh, we will talk more about that in just a few minutes, however. But right now, let's give you the number again, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. 444 Caller ID number 138744-POUND. 
and the number one. You can talk to us right now. We are usually the three-man team, but this afternoon it's the dynamic duo of John Gross and myself, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Episode 48, every episode, of course, is archived on our website, TalkShoe.com. You can go back and listen to some of the bets we made uh, on the Revolution Show, 138055 yesterday, as well as listen to Revolution every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night with Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw. R.T. Smith, of course, King NWO, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds for the run of Rush Wright, the JML Experience, Jeff Teeters, the Big IQ, Kendrick Lowdown Smith, Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, of course, the last kicker, Amory Reckenbach, of course, and many, many more. Also, don't forget this Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, we got a triple stack for you, of course, beginning at 630 with Outside the Ropes, 141387, ladies and gentlemen is the caller ID for that. And this week we'll be talking about a lot of things happening, of course, in the world of sports and uh, non-sports news, of course. We'll talk about that here. Also a little bit here this afternoon on Raw Radio uh, in just a few seconds. Of course, the news, of course, we'll be talking about the U.S. Open that happened this past week and, of course, the NBA Playoff Finals now finally wrapping up. Of course, we'll also talk about some other things, including the big movie reviews that came out this week, including The Rock's new movie, Central Intelligence, with Kevin Hart, which debuted at number two this week. Congratulations to the People's Champion as he he made over $35, $40 million this week in his uh, film with Kevin Hart. But the top movie of the week, of course, obviously was Finding Noid, the Disneyland sequel to Finding Nemo, which took in $140 million. And speaking of the U.S. Open, that leads us to our next story here this afternoon. Usually we don't talk about other sports, however, but we sometimes do it a little bit here because that's the way we feel it here on Raw Radio this afternoon. The U.S. Open concluded yesterday. Oakmont, Pennsylvania, of course, just outside of Pittsburgh. Dustin Johnson hanging on, winning by uh, three shots over Jim Furyk, if you will, and cashing in $2 million bucks in the process despite a penalty stroke, however, late in the round, however, which I don't understand that was all about. But, uh, John, last year we saw Dustin Johnson come up short against Jordan Spieth, the former champion, however. Jordan Spieth had a rough time at it this week, as did all the golfers, despite the weather, however. But as the weekend went along, it started trying out. The greens got faster and quicker. Jim Furyk, or excuse me, Jim, yes, Jim Furyk tried to put up a good fight yesterday, and you got to give him credit. I mean, he really put up a good fight, but DJ, of course, Dustin Johnson held firm despite a rough third round, coming back with a decent round yesterday with a 69, and is now your U.S. Open champion. Congratulations, Tim. Your thoughts about DJ winning the U.S. Open that has eluded Congratulations. Go ahead. Congratulations to this man who won the U.S. Open. Although I don't like, um, don't yeah. No, uh, a lot about golf. I got to say good luck about it. Yes. And like I said, Dustin played pretty well yesterday. I mean, there were a couple times he got a little shaky late in the round, but he held tough, however. And you got to tip your cap to the other guys. Of course, Scott Piercy, Shane Lowry, uh, this one guy, Landry, who was very, very good all week. I think he finished in fifth. Lee Westwood was there. Of course, a lot of the big names there. Uh, we know coming up in a month from now, of course, the British Open is the next major coming up in less than a month from today. It will be held over in Royal Troon Country Club in Scotland, however, the home of the British Open this year. And who knows what's going to happen over there. And, of course, following that, the final major of the year, yes, right before the Rio Olympics, however, they will have the final major of the year in late July, early August at Baltistrol Golf Club just outside of New Jersey, uh, in New Jersey, just outside of New York City, in, I believe, Hoboken or Trenton, if I'm not mistaken. That's two weeks after the Open. So there's still two more majors to go, and within a, the next four or five weeks, it's going to be very interesting to see who captures the final two majors of the year before the games begin in Rio, coming up in the middle of August. Uh, speaking of champions, John, I know you're not happy about this, but we got to talk about it anyway. LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, congratulations to the city of Cleveland. I mean, we don't give much credit to Cleveland, and I know 
Uh, Cleveland is one of our down cities, if you will, at times. But my good friend from California, Tim Randalls, LT, grew up in uh, Cleveland. And I got to tip my cap to him and his boys coming back from a 3-1 deficit against the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. They won the last three, including last night's championship game. LeBron with a triple-double. What a night he had. Kevin Love had a half-decent night. Kyrie Irving, a really great night, too, uh, as did... uh, Green, Thompson, and Curry, but Curry making some late mistakes, costing his team a victory and the title. Golden State 73-9 and all year. They were one of the best teams in the NBA all season long. We heard about it, but like I said, they were up 3-1. You thought the series was over, but no. The Cleveland Cavaliers turned it around in the last three games, winning the last two, including Friday night after what happened in a very controversial Game 6. Of course, Steph Curry getting a little... Uh, Antsy in that game up there in Cleveland. And then, of course, last night on his home floor at the Oracle Center, coming up a little short in the end. But the city of Cleveland celebrating their first championship ever. LeBron with his third trophy, however, in as many years. However, but the city of Cleveland has something to celebrate for the first time since 1964 when the Cleveland Browns won the NFL title. And that was back when they had Paul Warfield, Gary Collins, Frank Ryan, Lou Groza, all those guys playing Collier. Uh, congratulations to the city of Cleveland. They are definitely celebrating in the streets of Cleveland now. I believe the parade I heard is either tomorrow or Wednesday. John, this is just unbelievable. The Cavs pulled in a miracle comeback from 3-1 down against the best team in the NBA. Oh, we know one of our good friends, Harry's excited, excited about this. Yes. He lives in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I heard that when they got off the plane this afternoon, about three hours ago, LeBron was supporting an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt with the NBA trophy in his hand. He had a big grin on his face. He was with the, just a cigar in his mouth. Like he had no care in the world. And I could say now, I mean, I know you're not going to like this, John, but i got to say LeBron's in the category of the Michael Jordan's, the uh, Magic Johnson's of the world right now. I mean, this is just incredible that LBJ has a third trophy now. And beating the best team in the NBA of all teams, the Golden State Warriors, just an incredible, incredible achievement. No one thought that would be possible at the start of the year. Heck, I didn't think it was possible this year. I thought they were one of the top five, but I didn't think they'd be in the category of, like I'd say, San Antonio or Oklahoma City or even, like I said, Golden State. But you've got to give your props to LBJ and company, Kyrie Irving, Dr. Kevin Love, and, yes, the Cavalier Express. They sped away, however, late in the series and came up big in the last three games, beating Green, Thompson, and Curry. So uh, congrats to them and the city of Cleveland taking home a title for the first time in 52 years. Yes, folks, 52 years since 1964, back when the Beatles started playing. Okay, wow, a lot to cut through there. Uh, we've gone through the first three stories. Now John's going to give us some birthdays and dates in history from today and yesterday. So let's turn it over to him right now and hear what he has to say. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, 68 years ago today, the yes. NWA was formed. Ooh, Okay. Midwest promoter Paul Pinky Georgie joined five other regional performers. Um, Al Half, Tony Stretcher, Harry Light, Sam Munchnik, and the first ever NWA world champion, Orville Brown. Yes. And uh, as I mentioned at one time, Orville Brown did train a young wrestler by the name of Kay Stacks Calhoun, who stood seven foot seven, six hundred pounds. And you can't teach that. And you can't teach that exactly. You're right. Okay. 
30 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, and Tony Inoki beat Dick Murdoch to win the IW Grand Prix, the International Wrestling Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Three. Yes. Dating back to the World League in 1974, it's the eighth time Inoki won New Japan's annual league tournament. How many times? Um, Did you say eight? Eight times, yeah. Yeah, you talk about a guy who is revered and respected and very much admired in Japan. I mean, we talk all about the great Japanese wrestlers over the years. I mean, you've mentioned Anoki, you've mentioned Baba, you mentioned, of course, uh, the great others like Muta and... Uh, like I said, other great guys, however, who have wrestled over in Japan, uh, whether it be in singles or tag teams over the years, however. But, uh, yeah, Inoki's definitely a god over there in Japan, however. And he has done a lot of business over the years with different federations and different wrestlers. Hulk Hogan, uh, Ric Flair, Kerry Von Air, just a list a few. Yep. All right. 1994. Yes. King of the Ring. It was in Baltimore, Maryland. Hmm. Yep. All right. We had a guest commentator, and it was none other than pro football Hall of Famer Art Donovan, who spent most of his life and career in Baltimore. Yes. The show's often criticized for Donovan's commentary. I do remember hearing that, yes. And we're going to – and I think we might have a little soundboard for that. All right. Let's hear what Mr. Donovan had to say back in the day as John's going to cue that up for us here. And before we do that, uh, oh, who's the guy in the white suit? Oh, how much is that guy weigh? How much? How much does this guy weigh? How much does this guy weigh? I don't know. Hmm. How much does this guy weigh? I'm gonna well, there you go, folks. The late, great Art Donovan, one of the most colorful characters of the National Football League. Uh, before we continue on with the matches, quickly, John, I just want to give a shout-out to Happy Late Birthday to Big Vito LaGrosso, who turned 52 this past Saturday. Of course, he is suing WWE right now over claims that he suffers from neuro- serious neurological damage due to concussions sustained while working for WWE. So, Happy Late Birthday to him as he celebrated a birthday just two days ago. Okay, please yeah. continue. All right. The King of the Ring quarterfinals went like this. Razor Ramon, the bad guy, beat Bam Bam Bigelow, followed up by IRS, the Fiend Mabel, Owen Hart beat Pintanka, and the 1-2-3 kid defeated Jeff Jarrett, leading us into the King of the Ring semifinals, hmm. which was Razor Ramon beating IRS, and Owen Hart beating the 1-2-3 kid, Led us to the King of the Ring final with Owen Hart winning the King of the Ring tournament with help from Jim the Anvil Nineheart. That's and right. And this win made Owen and Brett the first set of brothers to win the tournament. Hmm. Yes, yeah. I do recall that. And we, speaking of Brett Hart, yes, he took on Diesel for the WWE Championship, in which Diesel won the match by disqualification. Might I add a great match, too. Yes. yes. And Roddy Piper ended up beating Jerry the King Waller. 
That's right, because they would set up, I think, the following month, however, or a few weeks later, the infamous Kiss My Foot match between Brett and Lawler. And speaking 1995, of, King of the Ring. That's right. And speaking of Lawler, uh, we know this last week he's been in some hot water, of course, due to an incident, however, that occurred with him and his girlfriend. I do believe he has a hearing set for today. I have not heard anything yet, however, about that, but we will keep you up to date during the course of the afternoon here on Raw Radio. Yeah. All right. Sixteen years ago today on Raw Azor from Nashville, Tennessee, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson, of course, played another mouse game on Crash Halloween when Gerald Briscoe won back the WWE Hardcore Championship. Hmm. But only he lost the belt to Pat Patterson moments later. Hmm. And that led to the, well, I don't want to say it, that led to the infamous evening Get hardcore evening gale match for the hardcore title. I do remember that, yes. At King of the Ring. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of the hardcore championship, Big WCW had the hardcore title reign. Big hmm. Vito gained sole possession of that belt. Hmm. Did you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm just listening. And uh, real quick, though, uh, before we continue your time and talk about WCW, a former WCW and WWE competitor I know just recently, a few days ago, uh, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to Mark Merrow, a marvelous Mark Merrow, better known to you all as Johnny B. Bad at one time in the WCW. Recently had heart surgery three days ago. I just saw a picture of it. I was just checking out the picture. It seems like he's doing a lot better on the men. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with his friends, uh, with his family at this time. Mark, uh, from all of us here at Raw Radio, we hope you're listening in. If not, uh, we just want to give you our love and good wishes, and hopefully you'll be home from the hospital very, very soon, as I understand you had surgery this past Friday. Yes. Yes. Fifteen years ago today on a SmackDown taping in Orlando, the Dudley Boys won the WCW, all I won the WWE tag team title over Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. Hmm. And in 2002, NWA presented the first ever TNA show from the Von Braun Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Hmm. And maybe you could fill us in on uh, any big names ever on that particular show. Oh, yes. There were a lot of big names, including a live appearance by Toby Keith, which Jeff Jarrett interrupted. Didn't he hit him with the guitar, I think? Or No, no. He didn't hit Keith with the guitar. Okay. That came back to haunt Jarrett, however, and he was eliminated by Keith in the gauntlet for the gold battle royal, but I'll talk about that. Okay. All right. Yeah, we had a lot of people. AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, and, and Jerry Lynn were all there. Mm-hmm. And Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, Scott yes. Hall, yes. Rick Steiner, Conan, Kate yep. Fresh, who we all know is our truth mm-hmm. Buff Bagwell, yep. and among others. Hmm. But the end of the night featured Kevin Nash yes. defeating Mouse when the vacated NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Ricky Steamboat was the special guest referee for that match. That's right, yes. I do recall hearing something about that, yep. 
the championship was vacated when champion Dan Severin had a scheduling conflict preventing him from appearing on the show. Yes. And another second ever TNA Weekly pay-per-view, it was taped, it was taped on that night. Hmm. The show aired a week later, and it's noted for the inter- introduction of the X Division Championship. Yes. And it was AJ Styles coming out with a victory. And who did AJ beat in that match? Do we? Jerry Lynn, Lurchy, and Psychosis. Hmm. Three good guys there. Interesting. Okay. Oh yes. Uh, and TNA presented Slammiversary in 2005. Um. Let's see. I only had one time. We only had one title change, and that was. The King of the Mountain match with Raven winning the TNA title hmm. over AJ Styles, Abyss, Monty Brown, and Sean Walton. Yeah, Monty Brown, I mean, we all know is Marcus Curvon. Of course, he was in the ECW Watered Down version for a while. Uh, he was okay. I remember when they did that whole new breed uh, originals thing. And he was only there for a few months, Howard. And I think he got released due to injuries or just, I think WWE never had anything creatively done for him, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I think Jeff Jarrett was originally scheduled to be in that match, but Raven, I believe, took his place. Yes, I believe you're right, yes. Yeah. Speaking of another TNA Impact moment, 10 years ago today, Sinchi beat Samoa Joe and Sanjay Dutt to win the TNA X Division Championship. Hmm. Interesting. And another TNA Impact. Samoa Joe beat Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division Championship. Hmm. And now we move back to WWE. Hmm. Candice Michelle and Sim Snuka were both released from WWE. Yes, and the last, last I heard about Candice Michelle, I think she's had a baby since, or she's yeah. had one already, I believe she's expecting another, or I think she's already the mother of uh, a little girl, if I'm not missing, or a little boy, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, she's already mother, I think. Yes. Yeah, Candice, Candice's career did not recover after she broke her classical. Yeah, and that's unfortunate, because she was so good, how a lot of people liked her because of the... Joe Addy, Daddy Ed, she appeared in with Annika Patrick, but then also a lot of people liked her spunk. And at first, I mean, she was sort of a little arrogant and narcissistic, however, and a little egomaniacal, but after she got her attitude fixed up a little bit, and she w- did have a little bit of an attitude problem at times with the company, but she got it fixed out, I think, and in the end, however, it just was too little too late for her. Yeah. All right. WWE presented the Capital Punishment in 2011. That's right. And we only had two title changes that night. Yep. Dolph Ziggler beat Kofi Kingston by knockout to win the WWE United States title. That's right. And Ezekiel Jackson beat Wade Barrett to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Yes, and I believe that was in your neck of the woods, Sean, because I remember I think that was the same night, and I think this was the main event, if I remember. John Cena took on R-Truth, didn't he? Yes, it was John Cena taking on R-Truth. That was, I think, the only time R-Truth was ever in a main event on a pay-per-view. I can ever Well, recall. in Royal Rumble matches. Yeah, 
But other than that, I mean, just overall on pay-per-view, I mean, besides Rumble coming in, yeah, as an entry, yeah. But overall on pay-per-view, just that was the only time. Cause, uh, wait, that a was, minute, wait. Yeah, yeah. wait a minute. Also, R-Truth was in the Elimination Chamber. Chamber main event and the Survivor Series 2011 main event. That's right. So he has done a couple of main events in WWE, but mostly he sticks to the low and mid card area. Yes, you're right. Oh, yeah. All right. At an NXT tank in Orlando, Florida, Adrian Neville and Corey Graves beat Eric Rowan and Luke Harper to win the NXT tag team titles. Corey Graves, of course, my hometown, one of the nicest guys I've talked about many, many times over here on the show, and I know people who know him personally outside of WWE, they tell me he's one of the coolest dudes you want to sit down with and just chat amongst yourself. I know a few people recently talked with Corey, I think it was about a month ago, right before, or actually when they got back from, when he got back uh, for a short time ago in Pittsburgh, I think someone, one of my friends actually ran into him and asked him about WrestleMania and everything like that, and he, he uh, had a nice conversation with Corey, and uh, Corey, like I said, is supposed to be one of the most down-to-earth people in the WWE, and I think that's going to be the guy, I think, eventually, WWE's going to have to look at maybe replacing Jerry the King Lawler, because I think he would be beneficial joining guys like uh, Mauro Ranolo, Booker T, maybe even uh, kick out Byron Saxon. I mean, I've talked about Byron Saxon so many times on this show and other shows. I mean, if they really want to make a shake-up at the announce desk, I think it's time for Corey Graves to get his feet wet in a big-time way. Either bump Saxon from Raw or Raw, or bump him from SmackDown and just take over as one of the new announcers, because he would be so good at it, because he is so fantastic as an announcer. He's just absolutely amazing. He is amazing. He is an amazing announcer. And he's a good guy, too. Two years ago at a TNA Impact station in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Tommy yep. Lashley beat Eric Young to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And how fitting is it that he's the champ now, ten years later, after he beat freaking Drew McIntyre? What was it, two weeks ago at Slammiversary? Yeah. It was 2014, by the way. Yeah, so that was just a couple of years ago. There you go. And Bethlehem's over in our good friend, the Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer's neck of the woods, about 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half away. And from my area, it's about four or five hours away, just outside of Pittsburgh, over by Harrisburg, Hershey Land area. Yeah. All right. We have some birthdays today. All right. Danny, this is going to be one you're familiar with. It's All a right. happy 61st birthday to the founder of the original ECW, Todd Gordon. Yeah, Todd Gordon, there, there's a name, guys, right there. Good name there, John. Uh, yes, I've been trying to get him booked on our Raw radio show through a friend of his, actually, and hopefully we'll get him booked on soon. Yeah, Todd Gordon is a very unique guy. He was the one who started Eastern Championship Wrestling and brought in Paul Heyman back in the mid-'90s from WCW after Paul Heyman was given the boot, if you will. Of course, a lot of people thought he would have gone to the WWF back in the like early pre-attitude era, like 96, 97. He never did. A lot of people thought he would work with WCW after getting the boot from ECW. He never did. And uh, the last I heard of Todd Gordon, he still watches wrestling on occasion. His friends told me this, but uh, he doesn't keep up to date much on the program. But yes, happy 61st birthday to the founder of Eastern Championship Wrestling, later Extreme Championship Wrestling, if you will, Mr. Todd Gordon. Yep. And happy 64th birthday to Hal Kinnick. Okay, Les, who is he? Uh, his name is Felipe Estrada. Okay, happy birthday to him then. Okay, what do we got as far as today goes? Well, let's let's see what we got on the on the 
On the July 20th, 20th table. Yes. June 20th table. Yep. You mean, you said July, so you were close, though, because July 20th is a significant in history. We all know about man walking on the moon back in 69. <laughs> yeah. All right. 1986, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yes. Wayne Ferris beats Bad News Allen to win the Stampede Wrestling North American Championship, which we all know who was indeed in the WWE, the Hockey Talk Man. Right, and Bad News uh, uh, Allen, of course, we know about his history. Bad News Brown, a very unique guy who also we lost way too soon at a very young age due to some health issues. Yep. Um... Let's see. 1992, we had the WCW present in the Beach Blast. Yes. Scotty Flamingo beat Brian Pillman to win the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. That was a good match, actually. I just watched that about a week ago. That was one of the better matches. See, that's what I miss about WCW. Um, WWE is trying to get this thing going with the Cruiserweight Classic. We kind of all discussed this on the air. They're trying to do this new Cruiserweight Classic, and I hope it works. I just wish it was on television rather than the network, because they could bring so much in to the Cruiserweights. I mean, they're talking about bringing big names back, like uh, Tajiri and Funaki and uh, even uh, Little Guido, a.k.a. Nunzio. You know, it'd be nice to see. All right. The Deadly Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, beat the Eliminators to win the ECW. World Tag Team Championship. Real quick, before you go on and tell us about that, wasn't that the same pay-per-view, I think, at Beach Blast that Steamboat and uh, Rick Rude fought in a 30-minute Iron Man match? Oh, yes. That was a great match. Actually, that's on the Steamboat DVD. I'll have to go watch that again. But I haven't seen that for a while. That was uh, that was one of the better matches that Steamboat Root fought back in the 90s. Because, I mean, we all know about the history that those two had. Rick Root, of course, would later go on to uh, join Paul Heyman in the Dangerous Alliance. Steamboat would have his own team of uh, Sting, Nikita Koloff, and Dustin Rhodes, the natural, taking on Austin in the uh, Dangerous Alliance, if you will. Yeah. All right. Now, what you said now, uh, you said uh, something about the uh, Eliminators and the Dudleys. What year was that, and where was uh, that? That was 1997. Oh, okay. And where was that held at? Held in Waltham, Massachusetts. Just outside of Boston. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, two great teams, of course, in 1997. I mean, you talk about the tag division in the 90s and ECW. I mean, they were two of the best right there. I mean, Dudleys, we know about their history, obviously, however... Uh, mind you, and uh, we also know about the Eliminators, Coronas and Saturn. Of course, uh, they've had a very unique history, let's just say, in more ways than one. But uh, the Dudleys, of course, we mentioned them. Uh, let's just say uh, rather uh, unique, let's just say. Of course, the Dudleys, of course, had a lot of history and a lot of titles to back it up, too. Yep. All right, 16 years ago today, I smacked him taping Rikishi, beat Chris Benoit, to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And Vince, get this, 2002, Vince Russo made his return to WWE as their head television writer. And his yeah. by his second run with the company is not a long one. Yes. Because he's out just three weeks later after he clashed with management. 
I do remember hearing that because you talked about it in the book how WCW killed Vince Russo. You kind of mentioned that. Uh, before you go on, John, I do have an update on the King's story, and this is the report I've now heard. Uh, him and his so-called fiance appeared in Memphis court this morning. However, the judge has ordered no communication between the couple and has set a court date for July 1st. McBride's attorney, Mark Messler, has told WMC Television that the next hearing will likely be when a course of action is determined, to which Messler stated, on that day, decisions will get made about whether this case can be settled, whether it can be dropped, whether we're going to settle, go to trial, or hearing. Meanwhile, Lawler and his attorney both declined to comment, even though Lawler already spoke with WMC Friday morning while at the jailhouse. Messler has also noted that the terms set by the judge are, quote, standard bail conditions in a domestic violence case. And as for Lawler's status with the company, I would be very surprised if they brought him back, however, before July 1, as he remains indefinitely suspended by the company. Uh, John, before we go to anything else, Howard, let's get your thoughts about the new developments here in the King's story. I don't buy. I don't buy into that because because him and the fiance with the no no uh, term term talking to each other. Yeah. We all know they're going to talk. We all know that's not going to work. I think it might because I think I mean yeah. she when we talked about it the other day I mean I think she kind of went nuts on him he didn't go nuts on her I mean he kind of told her what he thought of her and then she kind of snapped at him and the way things went down it's just it's an ugly mess right now that did not need to be happening of all things right now I mean the Kings had a lot of things that was played over the last several years of course the heart issue of course with the heart attack of course, his separation from his former uh, wife slash girlfriend, Stacey Carter, now this, and other issues. I just, it's been a rough time for the King, and hopefully he can get his act back into normal, or otherwise it's just a sad way to end his career. Yeah, it'll be kind of, we don't want to hear, hear another part where, we don't want to hear the next part where Jerry Lawler, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't want to see something like that. I know exactly where you're going with this. Yes, I agree. I think a lot of people would agree with you. Okay, please continue. Yes, yes, okay. 2005, Carlito beat Shelton Benjamin to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. And, yes, and in this episode, it was best remembered for another WWE win gone wrong. Okay. This time around, it was Edge and Lita with Creeper Kane being super creepy and tombstoning a priest. And you know what? Hmm. Just, just so I'm clear, just so I'm clear, I think we might have a soundboard for this. All right, please, play us a clip of that, would you? Well, i got to wait for the ads to no get out of here.
and that was when he tombstoned the priest, as we recall. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got stuck for that. Too. All right, cool. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Cain does not believe in God. Clearly not. Yep. All right. Here, six years ago today, WWE presented Fatal Four Way from the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Yes. This was the final WWE pay per view held at the Nassau Coliseum. The event was criticized for ending nearly a half hour ahead of schedule. That's right. I remember that, yeah. 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 Oh, well. Well, we had three title changes, and it was Alicia Fox beating Eve, Gail Kim, and Maurice in a fatal four-way match to win the WWE Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio beat Jack Swagger, Big Show, and CM Punk in a fatal four-way match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And Sheamus beat John Cena, Edge, and Randy Orton in a four-way match, fatal four-way, to win the WWE Championship. Hmm. Yep. And in 2011, Raw had power to the people had Power to the People live in Baltimore, Maryland with Kelly Kelly beating Brie Bella to win the Divas Championship. Hmm. Excuse me, got the hiccups. That's right. And before you continue, John, just let me remind you, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, you can listen to NWO Wolfpack every Thursday night, one three eight five two one. The call letters are the same. And, of course, on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to two big shows. First, however, from 1 to 2 on the Power Hour. Yes, folks, our week in review, however, every week you can look at the Power Hour. Of course, this past week we celebrated our 7th episode. The caller ID is 141364. That's from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Saturday night, listen to the king and queen of radio, Gerard T. Smith and Michelle Lindos, 138982, as they give you their thoughts, however, about the week in review. And this week, I know they're going to be talking about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and of course Money in the Bank, as well as preview episodes Show number 49 of Raw Radio. It should be a very, very interesting show there coming up this next week. Of course, that'll be on Saturday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then, like I said, don't forget, we'll be back next week with episode 49 right before the 4th of July. And two weeks from today, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be celebrating our 50th episode in style. And hopefully we'll have a couple people call in, as well as you this afternoon here on Raw Radio. Of course, all these shows are logged in to TalkShoe.com. You can listen to all of our archive shows, of course, just by logging in. Okay, John, please continue. On that same show in Baltimore, CM Punk, who has beaten Alberto Del Rio and Rey Mysterio yes. in a number one contenders match, announced that his contract with WWE ended at 
ends at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and intended to leave the WWE as the WWE champion. Hmm. And, of course, we all know what happened that night. Yes. Yep. Four years ago today, TNA sued Scott Steiner for breach of contract after Steiner made remarks on Twitter. This breach comes from a contract Steiner signed in December 2010 that forbade Scott from making public appearances about TNA without prior approval. Yes. TNA formally demanded Scott stop with the remarks on Twitter in May, but responded back a few days later. Mm-hmm. Steiner countersued the company, but rescinded the suit. TNA's portion of the suit was dismissed with prejudice in February 2016, meaning TNA cannot reopen or refile a lawsuit against Steiner on that matter. Hmm, interesting. WWE also announced that Matt Stryker's contract would not be renewed, and he was released from the company. And you know, uh, the last I heard of Matt Stryker, I know he's doing Lucha Underground. There was talk at one point they wanted to even bring him in to TNA, and TNA would just not do it. Yeah. All right. All right, so we have three birthdays today. All right. Um, happy 30th birthday, of course, to TNA, the former TNA star, Jessica Havoc. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also... Happy 28th birthday to Quentin Rampage Jackson. How old is he? 38. Wow, Rampage is 38. Okay, very interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. And also, happy 59th birthday for Coco Beware. Wow, 59 already, huh? Congratulations to him, and definitely happy birthday. As I told you, he is a very, very unique individual. Of course, uh, he is also a Hall of Fame, of course. He also wrestled in uh, Mid-South, if you will, however. A uh, very unique guy, if you will. So, mm-hmm. uh, very, very unique, to say the least. Yeah. Well, I think that, and I think that's a lot, that's a lot of the show stars. Okay. The uh, histories and birthdays, and that's it. All right. Thank you very much, Don. Of course, uh, we are going to be here for the next hour or so. Hopefully, we'll have some more people call in and uh, weigh in with their thoughts, including... Uh, Gerard T. Smith, hopefully the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and maybe Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, of course. Uh, as you know, there were some bets made last week, of course. Uh, I believe between Chad and uh, also the Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, that will be settled up very shortly. Uh, of course, uh, myself had a bet with uh, the boss himself, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, which I will start attending to later this within the next day or two, getting that running. Of course, we also had a little bet on the Money in the Bank ladder match. Of course, he went with Jericho. I went with Cesaro, so that was kind of a wash, unfortunately. But the Divas Affair, I think... I lost, however, to, of all people, the king himself, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, who had his girls, Charlotte and Dana Brooke. And so once that's uh, up and fixed, however, in the next day or so, I will owe up to my bet to the king himself. Of course, uh, we're now going to talk a little bit about Battleground, if you will. Of course, John, our good friend John Gross, will be attending there in four weeks. John, we kind of saw a little bit of tension last night with the Divas, however, obviously, and that will probably be one of the matches I'm sure that will be listed, as well as the other matches. Uh, right now, I'm looking at three matches that could be uh, coming your way there in the nation's capital. I want to get your early take on these. I mean, we talked about these here last night, obviously, at Money in the Bank, but what's going to happen this time, we don't really know. 
Uh, we'll start off with the big one, obviously. John Cena, AJ Styles 2. It could be a rematch here coming up in your neck of the woods. So what do you expect this time to happen? Oh, I expect Cena, I expect Cena and Styles to put on a, another great match, although... Although, um, although someone's going to be, although the club's going to have to run again, run their business again on AJ. Yeah. Yeah, but. But if you're Shane McMahon, but I mean, we saw what happened last night. I mean, obviously, Cena said last week he thought that AJ would need help. And AJ really, until the last little bit, didn't need a lot of help. I mean, obviously, that's what AJ's going to tell Cena. I mean, they just came out on their own. I didn't tell them to do this and that. However, I'm sure Cena's going to buy it. It's like totally non-excusable by AJ Styles, and I'm sure they're going to. I mean, they're going to have something to settle, obviously, with this whole thing. That being said, however, I would not be surprised if you see the club being banned from ringside this time, or there's going to be some stipulation in it. I mean, we're going to have to keep our eyes carefully on this story, however. Mind you, and like I said, uh, we're definitely going to have to watch very, very carefully, however, mind you. Um, John, if you can hold on just a second, got to do something. I'll be back in a second, and we'll continue this conversation, so hold on. You want me to uh, do the plug? Yeah, and the call ID, too. I'll be right back in a minute. All right. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Raw Radio. Our number is 1724-444-7444. Call ID number is 138744. Press 1. You can talk with us anytime today, but only for $9.99. No, I'm only kidding, people. I'm only kidding. Uh, you can talk to us for free. Not $9.99. Excuse me. <laughs> But yes, ladies and gentlemen, I will be heading to Battleground this coming July 24th in Washington, D.C. I hope that that there will be a great, wait a minute, July 25th. July 25th in Washington, yeah, July 25th in Washington, oh no, July 24th in Washington, D.C. Sorry, sorry folks, had the tip of my tongue there for a minute. And has J.D. returned? Yeah, okay, I'm back, John. Sorry about that there. Um, Okay, and I have it on good authority. We are going to expect a special guest, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And he he will be joining us here in a few minutes. He should be popping in any time now, and I'm watching the chat box very carefully. He will be calling in here, and that is King NWO Gerard T. Smith. We're going to get his uh, take about last night's pay-per-view on the matches, of course, as you know. And uh, like I said, yeah, uh, as far as the John Cena-AJ match goes, I don't know what they're going to do this time. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what they got up their sleeve this time. I'm sure they got something cooking. I mean, we could have a stipulation where there's no club allowed at the ringside area, or if uh, John Cena does lose, or AJ beats John Cena with help from the club this time, and Cena cries foul again, maybe there will be a stipulation where AJ could be suspended for a month or so, possibly. Maybe they'll put that into play. I don't really know, but 
we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that. And uh, like I said, uh, we're definitely going to be watching this very carefully. Another match that's going to be very, very interesting to watch, obviously, however, is this one. And this is the one I'm really looking forward to more than anything, is the Natty-Becky Lynch match. We talked about it a little bit earlier, however, on what happened last night with those two. However, the question is, this time, are we going to see something different out of this? I mean, we're going to have to wait and see, obviously. So time will only tell. On this, however, mind you, um, like I said, let's see. Um, and while we're doing that, we're gonna get John's thoughts on that. So, John, please, please go ahead, tell us your thoughts about this one. Uh, what kind of thought? Uh, Is he? Got someone from West Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. It's uh, we got our good friend Fonzie joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, as he is. Coming late to the party, and we'll be expecting King NWO Gerard T. Smith here in just a few minutes. Fonzie, you got John and me this afternoon. We were just talking about money in the bank. Uh, let's get your take. I know you didn't see it, but uh, I talked to you about it earlier. Uh, let's get your spin and take on uh, the matches at hand. I mean, uh, overall, any big surprises jump out at you? Yeah, the, the the last main event. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. A lot of people would agree with you on that, I think. A lot of people are still in shock about what happened last night. Of course, uh, Seth Rollins at one time winning the World's Heavyweight title, and then all of a sudden Dean Ambrose cashing in on the biggest opportunity. And here he is now, ladies and gentlemen, the architect, if you will, the phenomenal one, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, how are joining us here on the radio right now. Mr. Gerard, how are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. You got John, you got me, and you got Fonzie. Uh, we were just talking about money in the bank. However, I know you've got to be a little sour right now after what happened last night at money in the bank, however. Um, we were talking about the matches, however, a little bit. John and I went over each one, and I'm going to get your spin on take on each one of them, and maybe you could have a comment or two on that. So uh, let's begin, obviously, with the first match, Brizego taking on the Golden Truth. Uh, again, this is just for Gerard, only uh, Fonzie and John. So we're going to get his take on this. Uh, apparently, Brizego were cooked up like shrimp last night, and peeling like shrimp, if you will. Your thoughts about this one? Do me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gerard. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, Fonzie. Go ahead, uh, Gerard. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, an alright matchup. Uh, I didn't think Golden Truth would win, but they did. Yes, yes. I was I was uh, a little surprised myself, but like I said, the way Breeze and Vandango are appealing, I mean, every time R-Truth or Goldust just slapped them across the back, you could just tell they were just screaming in pain. And like I said, the way they were peeling all over the place, I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't enough skin to fill the ring. I mean, it's just crazy how red they were. Uh, what about this next one? I kind of predicted this one earlier, however. Uh, the Lucha 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 Dragons, if you will, taking on Devon and Bubba Ray. Again, the Dudleys uh, apparently are just uh, being looked like uh, a job team more and more as they're putting over the young talent. Your thoughts about this one? Yeah, I didn't really like this one. I thought the Dudley boys would have won. Yes, yes. Uh, of course, I took the Luchas in that one. I was one of the two that took the Luchas. Let's go to the tag team matchup. Uh, the first match of the night, however, your boys, the club, along with John's boys, uh, did not come through. I had end zone cast. Uh, surprisingly, your other boys, uh, the New Day, come out with vic- the victory and are still on top of the tag team ladder, 302 days still, and growing. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, this one 
kind of bit me, I guess. Uh, I picked the club. I thought the club was going to get it, but uh, all those New Day guys, they're, they're pretty good. Yes, yes, they are. And, of course, the New Day are, are going to be are wanting to hold that title as long as they can. And let me ask you, and I'll ask you too, Fonzie, do we see the New Day state champs till SummerSlam? Gerard, I'll start with you. Club doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Fonzie, what about you? Do you think the New Day stays champs until SummerSlam, or does the club or someone else when, against them cast win the gold? Uh, when is uh, SummerSlam? August 21st. August 21st. Okay. Uh, when is the next pay-per-view event? July 24th. Yes, John yeah. will be going to that in the nation's capital. Uh, what is it? Battleground. Battleground. Oh, Battleground? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think they might... Uh, that's going to be hard. I don't know. They're they're doing good, but... Uh, Where they're going, I yeah. think they're going to SummerSlam and maybe, I don't know, yeah. uh, lose it at SummerSlam, but if not, maybe... I don't think they're going to lose until probably the WrestleMania, maybe. Who knows? That would, that would be a big. That would be something if they go until WrestleMania next year with the gold. But you never know. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely have to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that. Uh, another match, however, we're going to talk about Gerard is Corbin versus Ziggler. John, I think this feud should finally come to an end. Your thoughts about this one? Yes, for the love of joy, please yeah. be over. We don't need to see it for another. 20 times. Exactly. I would agree. I would agree. Um, okay, next was one that made you smile, if you will. Charlotte and Dana Brooke, your buddies taking out Natty and uh, Becky and Natty snapping afterwards. Your thoughts about Natty's uh, snap reaction and the match overall? Well, I called it. and uh, Well, I didn't call Natty turning heel. I wish I did. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's what she needs. Well, maybe. I mean, obviously, we'll have to wait and see what happens tonight. I know Natty's got to be very uh, miffed after what Charlotte's done her the last few times. I mean, this is the fourth time this has happened, but now maybe this is a wake-up call for Natty. We're going to have to wait and see, obviously. Uh, like I said, I think her and Becky, I mean, just as you were coming on, and as Fonzie were coming on, John and I were talking about that match that we have in the battleground. That should be a very, very good match if they decide to go that way with her and the Irish last kicker, if they decide to pull some strings there and go that route. I think it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, the next match obviously, of course, was uh, Ru- uh, Rusev, no, not Rusev, excuse me, Sheamus versus Apollo Cruz. Your thoughts about Sheamus and Apollo Cruz, Gerard? Um, I thought it was alright. Uh, mm-hmm. Apollo, I think we all are called Apollo winning, so... Yes, uh, yes we did. Yes, we did. Yes. We did indeed. We did indeed. And I think they got to do something with Apollo Cruz. I hope with this draft coming up, they will get behind him because I think Apollo Cruz has a world of potential. I really do. He reminds me of Bobby Lashley when I watch him wrestle. He's got that big, strong ability, and uh, he seems to be a fan favorite. And he just goes out there, does his job, kicks some tail, and uh, goes back and does his own thing, let's just say. Speaking of his own thing, let's talk about the big one, one of the bigger matches tonight. I know you've got to be very happy about this, as am I, and I know John is too, and 
I think uh, maybe even Fonzie's a little happy about this one. Maybe not. Uh, John Cena losing clean day. Well, I wouldn't say clean until uh, the club came in. Your boys, gals, and amateurs. But still, AJ Styles one-ups John Cena in the first fall of their feud here on pay-per-view by winning in 25 minutes. Your thoughts about the match? Uh, yeah, I I thought uh, this match, the Money in the Bank match, and the main event were the three top matches of the night. Um, yes. And this match, I just wish they would let AJ go over clean, but he's a heel, and you know. But uh, it was an awesome match. Holy cow, they were kicking out of everything. Um, yes, they were. Yes, they were. And uh, John and I talked about a stipulation. Do you think there will be a stipulation for the rematch coming up in about four weeks in D.C.? Because I could see it happening. Otherwise, uh, I could see another match. Uh, I mean, well, it could our, Far Gallows and Anderson, and then have Finn come in like I thought they were going to do last night. Yeah, I thought last night we were going to see that too, but we might see Finn tonight. You never know. Finn could show up tonight in Phoenix. We'll see. Um, speaking of which, let's talk about the Money in the Bank match now. You just mentioned it, how our Dean Ambrose winning. KO, your boy did not win. I did not win with my boys. Our Chad didn't win with Jericho. But John and freaking uh, Greg called, uh, of all people, Dean Ambrose. Your thoughts about the Lunatic winning uh, the Money in the Bank match? Well, good for him. He's uh, he's uh, earned it. He worked hard enough, and uh, he's got enough talent. Um, yes. Now all the Shield boys have the world, or they had the world championship at one time. Yes, 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 they did. Uh, obviously, this was our next match. This was like the uh, final, next to last match. This was sort of your uh, current. Of, this was your. Semi-main event, Kern Jerker match. Rusev, your boy, taking on Titus. I end up losing this one, but I didn't lose the bet with you on this one, thankfully. But uh, Rusev continued to be very strong here, and uh, he showed why against uh, Titus O'Neil. Yeah, he, he did. He showed. Uh, but uh, in, the, in the end, yes. it was Rusev crush. Yes, it was. And of course... <laughs> Yes, it was, and he told, uh, of all people, uh, Titus's kids what he thought of him, however, mind you. Uh, before we get to the main event and the championship match, let's uh, get both your takes uh, about uh, the other big championships that happened yesterday. And right now, we got a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. My cousin is back on the air, the franchise himself, from Pittsburgh as well, ladies and gentlemen. Let us introduce you once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the franchise himself, Dan DiGirolamo. Dan, how are you today? Uh, I, I couldn't be better, even though, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to see a team from Cleveland win a championship. But, but, it, but you know, it's, worse things have happened. You know, the, the Stanley Cup champions are here in Pittsburgh, so that's all that matters. Yes, it is. But you know what? At the same time, it's two Bay Area teams that lost within a week of each other. Go figure. And that's what I was just going to bring up to both uh, Gerard and uh, uh, get his take on this and uh, maybe get his spin on take because he's on with me along with Fonzie. And we also got uh, John with us today this afternoon. Uh, uh, Fonz is on. Fonz, yes. how we doing, buddy? Good, buddy. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Long time since we talked. Yeah, I've been in a rough ride, right? And so... Uh, everything is going good. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. Gerard, yeah. let me get your take on this. And Dan brought it up just now about Cleveland. What was your take about the Cavaliers coming back from a 3-1 deficit against uh, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors? Uh, I didn't watch it, so uh, yes. I guess but, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, first time since 1964 they have something to celebrate in that city. And we got to tip hey. our cap to uh, LBJ winning his third trophy uh, 
Dan's cousin and my cousin Paige, of course, a big Golden State fan, a big uh, Warriors fan right now. I know she's got to be absolutely fuming, to say the least, after that game last night. But we told her, and I even told her before the uh, playoffs start, I said, watch Golden State not make it this year. And she looked at me, and she's like, oh, you're crazy. They're going to win it all. And I said, no, they're not. <laughs> How wrong she was. And if she's listening, Paige, don't think your cousin Dan and I told you so ahead of time. Uh, we're now going to talk about the main event, however. Uh, we kind of went over all the matches uh, earlier, Dan, and I talked to you about it earlier today, and I want to get Gerard's take now about this whole thing. Uh, we'll hear what Gerard has to say. Obviously, his boy, Seth Rollins, I know you were very unhappy about this too, Dan, and I kind of uh, had a little smile across my face when this happened. I know John did too, and so did Fonzie. Uh Roman Reigns, of course, losing to Rollins, as Rollins apparently fought a great match here in 25 minutes, but then Seth Rollins, of course, got blindsided, if you will, blindsided being the key Chief word. That was, you could say it correctly. Yeah, but, well, Rollins did it too, don't forget, too, but nevertheless, he came in, cashed in the biggest jackpot of a lifetime, and left Sin City with the gold under his belt, however, and the world title. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Phoenix tonight, obviously. Gerard, let's get your take about the main event and what Dean Ambrose did following the Money in the Bank match, or excuse me, the main event by cashing in. Please, give us your opinion. Um, <clears throat> it was a great overall match. Yes. Death until Dean came in. Uh, well, don't worry, Dean will get his. This is probably just going to set up uh, a three-way, well, they say SummerSlam, but... Yeah, uh, it, it's, it still could be. It still could be. I mean, there... That's will get his reshot, and then yes. uh, Roman, I guess, he gets a... He should get a re... Uh, well, re... Whatever I call them, reshots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, everybody gets a shot, I guess, so... Yes. Um, I, I, I could see, obviously, and I told on as you were coming on, and I'll mention it now as Fonzie was on, too. I think you're going to see, obviously, Roman, or not Roman, I think you're going to wait to see Roman and Seth, obviously, take on Dean in a triple threat at Russell, or excuse me, not WrestleMania, SummerSlam. But I do think you're going to have Seth and Dean started out, obviously, at Battleground in four weeks. I think that's where they're shooting for right now. I mean, the question is, do they wait four weeks to have this match officially, or do we go into tonight, how, and then just throw that out in four weeks and say that's not going to happen now? Because, obviously, I think they want to give uh, Dean some time to hold the belt, even though Rollins didn't have the belt for very long, of course. I mean, he did hold the belt quite a bit last year, and Roman held it for a good while while Seth was recovering. I mean, do they give Dean a long-term reign or a short-term reign? I'm going to ask everyone, and obviously I want to get uh, your opinion first, John. Short-term or long-term reign for uh, Dean Ambrose? I think it will long, short-term. At yep. the same time, it could be a long, long-term reign. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. And Guest 7 has logged himself onto the chat yes, bus, we by the way. Guest 7, welcome to the show. Oh, you got Dandy drawing the franchise here. you got Gerard T. Smith, King NWO, the phenomenal one, of course, Fonzie. And, of course, you got the Iceman here. We're glad you're joining us here this afternoon. I think we kind of know who you are, but if you could tell us who you are, we appreciate it. Uh, Fonzie, I'm going to ask the same question. Is this going to be a short-term or long-term reign for uh, Dean Ambrose? What do you think? <coughs> Did you remember when Randy Orton cashes in his that mm-hmm. money in the bank that yes. same night? Yep. Um, they really screwed Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, if you're the champion, you fight. Yes. Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. I don't think it's going to be a short term. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I think tonight yes. something's going to really happen. But yes. I think uh, you're you're the champion. You fight every night, no matter if you're on a short term, long term. Uh, you keep on fighting because you're you're you have a big target on yep. your chest to come, and everybody wants your title. So you fight oh, yeah. every night. And if you want to put the title, you put the title up. You yep. fight every night. But what they did to Randy Orton, they really screwed him. Mm-hmm. But he kept on fighting, though. He kept on fighting. They put more challenge. Uh, they put the four-way challenge on one night on Monday Night Raw. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember. But they did four-way, and Randy Orton came up and talked. They, they, they kept on stacking. It kept on stacking on Randy Orton, but he kept on fighting. But eventually, it caught up to him, and he lost the title to um, uh, who he lost to. Was it Cena? I'm thinking. Might have been Cena. I, uh, no, I, I think so, or maybe Lesnar. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm cool to go back and look at that. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we'll definitely look so. into that. Uh, but like you said, you're right. He definitely has a target. And speaking of Warren, he is due back very soon, along with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Hopefully tonight we'll see what happens. If they bring them both back to television because they do need something, especially with the draft just around the corner. Uh, Dan, let's get your take. What do they do with uh, uh, as far as Dean goes? Is this a short-term reign or is it a long-term reign? Do you feel? You know, I think that it could be a short-term or it could be a long-term. So I'm going to go with a middle-term. But if I were Dean Ambrose, and, and as we all know, Dean Ambrose is a coward, and he will not give Seth Rollins a chance to win it back tonight because he's mm. going to run and hide because that's what Dean Ambrose tends to do. Well, and then I think that he'll have it for a while. Yeah. We'll see. I think uh, Seth was the one hiding for a long time under the authority. He didn't hide from Yes, he did. For the longest time, he was with Jay and Jay. We know why. Hey, he just needed some time off. Well, that's true. The champion doesn't have to fight every night. He can fight whenever he feels like fighting. Well, guess what? Dean's going to show that now as the world champion. Gerard, you were about to say something. Please share your thoughts now. I said Seth is a man. No yes. man. Well, like I said, he's going to have to earn it, getting it back from Dean now, because Dean's on top of the food chain for the time being, at least for the now. Um, so I can tell you, you're saying short term as well. Um, another thing we kind of discussed as we were coming on, obviously, was the whole Jerry Lawler story. Apparently, him and his uh, fiance were in court today, and were not allowed to speak according to the judge, as I was reporting just a little while ago. Um, let's get everyone's take about Jerry the King Lawler and his uh, new developments going on. And, Gerard, I'll start with you this time. Uh, the new developments involving Jerry Lawler, where he has now been told he is not allowed to speak to his fiance, but has been rescheduled to be back in court on July 1st. Your thoughts about this? Uh, the messed up situation. Uh, I hope he can recover from it. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Uh, Fonzie, what about you? What are your thoughts about this whole thing with Lawler? What happened? I, I'm confused here. Well, apparently he got arrested along with his fiance the other night, apparently, because she says that he assaulted her, and then Lawler says that she assaulted him. It's sort of like a two-way street. It's been a back-and-forth argument with the two of them. I mean, who do you believe in this case? And uh, Lawler, as a result, has been suspended indefinitely by WWE until the matter is resolved, unless he is on his way out, possibly. What's your spin? Uh, it's a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, I think it's going to hurt uh, the king mm-hmm. after, uh, because I think he should have given away 
with her divorce stopped mm-hmm. because do you remember I don't know what year it was, I think mm-hmm. it was a couple of years ago. Yes. That uh in Montreal, Quebec. Yes. When Jerry Lawler uh, had a heart attack right next to Michael Cole. Yes. Do you remember that? We, we were talking about that. Yeah, the Kings had a lot of and I think that occurred him because she did a lot of abuse on him. Or mm-hmm. they both did the, like, if you go to the court, to the front of the judge, yeah. he says, she said. Yeah. Okay? Right. And yeah, it's going to be, he says, she said, or like, oh, I abused him. No, she abused me. Uh, you both get penalty, mm-hmm. put it that way. Yep. But I think she did a lot of problems on him yep. because at Montreal, he yep. didn't speak too much. Right. And I had a feeling that something happened to him, mm-hmm. and I think all the stress yeah. it got to him. I think he should have said, cut it. Yeah, I no agree. More. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, 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 you're right, but he still does on occasion appear, appears, however, mind right. you. I mean, he'll yeah. do independent shows, and he'll do appearances here and there. You're right. And, and I number one, killing America is stress. I don't care what anybody says. You guys can disagree, agree, yeah. but stress is the number one killer in America yes. besides oh, yeah. cancer. Yeah, okay. I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. You're 100% right. right. I agree. And I think it's gone to him. I mean, he's been in the business a long time, whether he's been performing or not performing, doing work for like right. 40, 45 years, 35, 40 years, like I've mentioned. And like yes. I said, hopefully this will blow over. We'll have to wait and see. But yes. uh, obviously time will tell on this. And the King, as we said, will be back in court, obviously coming up uh, a week later, a week from uh, later this week, I believe, a week from Thursday or a week from Friday. So we we'll definitely have to see. Uh, Dan, let's get your take on the whole Lawler incident. What's your spinning take on it? I mean, as far as he hit the nail on the head, you know, either either he's stressed or he's not stressed. Or I mean, yeah, he's stressed. Number one killer in America, I agree. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, if you look back at Montreal, you look at everything that he's gone through, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Probably 100%. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. When's the last time he's actually been on? What's that? When's the last time he was actually on and announcing? Oh, jeez, I think about three weeks ago, maybe not even a month ago, I think it was television. I mean, he... He was on SmackDown. He was on SmackDown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't think he called this week, though, because of the incident. I don't think... Because of what happened. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But, uh, like I said, they're going to be in Tucson tomorrow night. Then they go to Miami next week. And in a couple of weeks, obviously, they go back to Ohio. So that's their schedule the next few weeks. They go to Phoenix, Tucson, tonight and tomorrow... Tampa and Miami next week, and then it's, the following week me, on the 4th of July, they go to the Leon Clumps. Go ahead. You know, like, like you, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers winning tonight, the first major champion in the city of Cleveland since the Miz. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I just, I would get new blood in there. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. I would agree. I would I would agree. Gerard, uh, would you care to co- uh, share any more uh, uh, comments, uh, if you would, please? On what? Well, what just anything in general? I mean, like these guys just said. I mean, would you care to comment any further or anything else you want to add to the table? And Dan had to go, so we want to thank the franchise for joining us for a few minutes. However, Hi, Dan. 
Yeah, Dan, thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. So now it's down to three, and Guest 7 is enjoying our show. We really appreciate Guest 7. However, uh, we would love to hear you call in sometime. You know the number, 1-724-444-7044, caller ID, 138744-POUND. Uh, don't forget, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night on Revolution, you can listen to Gerard, myself, John, of course, along with Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw. We'll be talking about Raw from, as well as Money in the Bank. The caller ID is 138055. We might have some surprises tomorrow night as well. And, of course, don't forget, tomorrow night we will be back also with your Time Machine Retro Show. Yes, Wrestling Revisit, a caller ID number 139926. Ladies and gentlemen, that will begin at 7 o'clock. And then on Wednesday, join Gerard, myself, and Miss Madness herself, the Black Widow, Michelle Lindard, who we want to give a shout-out to along with the rest of our panels, including the big IQ, Jeff Tears, the JML Experience, however, Kendrick, of course, needless to say, as well, the Lowdown Smith, Big Diesel Gregory Kramer, and, of course, Rhonda Rush Wright, as well as the rest of our fans out there. And uh, Guest 7, actually, John, he says, however, or she, whoever it is, however, says, whenever you sing, it's funny. So Guest 7 is a big fan of your singing there, John. Thank you very much, Guest 7. I think we all do. Uh, Guest 7, if you get a chance, if you have Facebook, by the way, John also, Howard, and this is for you too, Fonzie. I know, George, you've probably seen it as well. John has his own uh, little podcast now, Howard, and he's been doing three of these, and he's going to put it on our Movie Fans Worldwide page. He's done three so far, however, and I know he's got a lot to talk about on these uh, particular podcasts, so guys, check it out if you chance on Facebook.com. All right, since we got about 30 minutes left, I think Gerard has to say something. What's that? What are you saying, John? Gerard. Yeah, he's still here. Go ahead. Sorry, John. What are you going to say to Gerard? Go ahead. I'm here, yeah. He's here. Uh, no, Gerard had to say something. Gerard had to do something. Had to say something. Yo, yes, go ahead, Gerard, please. What do I have to say? I think we were talking about Cleveland. Uh, he kind of uh, he kind of waited. He waited in his office. He didn't follow. He said, but he congratulated him. He's. I think this is what you said, right, Gerard? Uh, he didn't watch it. Actually. He didn't watch it. Oh, that's, yeah. no, I yeah. didn't really watch it. Uh, <laughs> oh, but they pretty good. Uh, LeBron James is. Uh, uh, people bag on him all the time, but uh, yeah, I think he's a pretty good player. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you want me to say, John. One of my taglines. I can. I got a lot of them. I don't know which one. No, 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 Gerard. Has, I thought has, I thought you were getting. Should put a hashtag bandwagon fans. Did you see all the bandwagon fans? I I heard about right? it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? No. After he left to go to Miami, they burn his, they burn his jersey, and, and then he comes home to Cleveland and, and wins comes the trophy. Home, now they all, now they all cheer for him. And they're, yeah. they're all on well, the bandwagon. I was like, get the hell out of here. That happens in wrestling too. Bandwagon fans. I hate exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're both right. And like you said, you're right, Fonzie, about LeBron. And, Joy, you're definitely right about the wrestling fans. But like I said, however, I mean, and I told John this earlier, you guys will agree, maybe disagree with my thoughts. Are LeBron right now, I'd say, is in the category of the Michael Jordans and the Magic Johnson world. I mean, three trophies, I mean, that's pretty impressive. If you ask me, two in Miami, now one in Cleveland. I mean, even though Cleveland was kind of banged up going in the last few games of the series, especially with their one of the big guns, Dr. Love, Kevin Love himself. But Kyrie Irving and LBJ carrying this team. However, I mean, the thing that hurt Golden State, and I think we might agree to disagree on this one, is what Curry did in Game 6 Friday and when he threw out that mouthpiece in the Quicken Loans arena. I mean, that kind of signified right then and there, 
I mean, no class, no uh, really just totally gutless and spineless he was, however, for doing that. That was just disturbing to watch. But you know what? Cleveland didn't let that get to them when they got into the Oracle Arena last night. I mean, yes, it was a dogfight all night long, but at the end of the night, Cleveland made the big plays when they had to, especially in the third quarter. They outplayed them the entire second half and pretty much kicked Golden State off the bridge and into the ocean, if you will, no pun intended. And as a result, they took that 73-9 season that Golden State had and flushed it right down the old chute, if you ask me, and captured their first NBA title. So again, as I said, congratulations to both teams. But you know what? It couldn't have happened to another Bay Area team than the Golden State Warriors. I mean, that's twice in the past week they've really suffered. I mean, first, the San Jose Sharks put up a great fight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Don't get me wrong. They played a great series against my Pittsburgh Penguins as Marty Jones, Brent Burns, and Joe Thorne really gave it to Crosby, Malkin, Latang, all the rest of them a fight. But at the end of the day, there was one champion left standing, and it was the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tough break for the Sharks, however. But like I said, as far as the NBA series go, this was a great series between two great teams, Cleveland and Golden State. Golden State, the best team all year. Cleveland, the best team merging out of the East Tower, even though you had some good teams like Miami and Toronto in there. But as far as the West go, Golden State, however, was a little bit ahead of my two teams, Oklahoma State and San Antonio, because of their big three of Thompson, Green, and Curry. But at the end of the night, however, they just could not closed the deal against LBJ, Irving, and Love. And as a result, it paid to be, well, as we like to say, and Gerard likes to use the same, as I, as we all kind of do sometimes on the show, rude. And they showed basically no manners on Golden State late in the game, as Golden State showed no class, especially after Game 6, however, and not suspending Stephen Curry, which they should have done, if you ask me. Nevertheless, however, at the end of the day, it bit them the us and look where it got them second place, not at the top spot. All right, guys, we've got about 30 minutes to go, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about some, we can do some fancy matchups here. We're all going to get our fancy matchups in here for a few, we're going to go a couple rounds with fancy matchups since we have a little bit of time here. <coughs> hey, JD. Me. What's that? Uh, let me say something. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, anybody who ever thinks <coughs> that I I like Golden State because they beat the Bulls' record of the yeah. entire season. Yeah. Okay. You're telling me that a team down three one mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. and win the championship it never happened. Now it's one in thirty two all time record the series. Yeah. You're telling me uh, the Las Vegas. Bet on that that Cleveland will come back and come back to down a three one deficit. Did you ever think Cleveland will ever came back down a three one? You I think, think the Golden State Well you just had, bet, you they just, had it. Yeah, you're right. They, had, they did. They I would agree. It. You're three right. One. You're right. And okay. I you're right. And, and the record Owen thirty two that's the never last happened. team did nineteen seventy eight, the Washington uh Washington Bullets, you're telling me this is the second team or the first team since 1978? I believe so, yeah, I believe so. Okay, I think, you be honest with me, and I think this series was sick because they showed a record, oh, no team come back from 3-1 deficits and 1978 Washington Bullets. Yep. 0 and 32 is the series. Yep. You're telling me that this Cleveland team came back 
and and put one and thirty two on. Well, I'll answer. Your, let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let me answer your question before we go on. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Golden State was up three to one. We all know that. They had a chance to close it out in uh, the Oracle Arena. Cleveland started to build up after Game 5, however. I mean, right. Cleveland started doing well when LeBron scored 40, and everyone thought it was a fluke. Then you go back yeah. to Cleveland, you thought, okay, maybe Cleveland can make it two in a row, or Golden State's going to finally put the nail in their coffin. Guess what? It didn't happen. And like I mentioned already, happen. and I'll mention one more time again, when Curry <laughs> took out his mouthpiece and threw that on the Quicken Loans Arena, that's when I think they really kind of lost their temper. Not I only think the they temper, got but frustrated. The they, they got, got frustrated. frustrated. Right, exactly. Exactly, and they knew last night this was big. This was the biggest game of the year by far, and they were hanging around all night. Both this was like a chess match all night long. But once that jumper by Irving happened late in the game, and once they made the one big play late in uh, one foul shot late in the game, you thought Golden State could come back, maybe get into overtime with them. But Cleveland just said, you know what? We're not going to let you back in the series. And like I said, that whole second half changed the entire game. They scored 50 plus points. LeBron James, I saw that. Oh. Every, you're right. Everyone was complaining about that call. Then, came, then he came down and drained the three right there. Yep. The 10 seconds left. That, 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 was, that, was, that was pretty much the dagger that broke Golden State's heart right there. That was and the knife in the hunt. Cleveland was down the first half. Yeah, and like I said, the third quarter down, changed. I was like, oh, Golden State got this. They're going to blow this team hot. Nope. Yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, Didn't happen. You call me. I was like, well, how do we get out of here? Yeah. And I was like, uh, this, this, this game was fixed. They, they won the Cleveland in a win. But, but, yeah, but, but you won 52 years. Yes, but, <laughs> but, you, but you watch it now, Howard. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't yeah. a fluke. I don't mean to cut no. you guys off, but I'm looking at uh, a Facebook, Facebook Live video. Yes, John. And uh, someone, Kay Love. Yes. He was wearing the Austin 316 T-shirt. Yes, he was. I saw that. Gerard, did you see that by any chance last night? I did. Night? He had the Stone Cold belt and everything, and he was uh, splashing beers like Stone Cold. Yes, he was. That was pretty awesome. Dr. Love in style, yes. I did see that, Dr. too. Dr. Love? Who's Dr. Love? Kevin Love. Uh, I call Kevin him, Love. I, Kevin Love. Oh, I call yeah. Him, uh, Kevin you see today? He had a championship on his shoulder. Yeah, and then I was also mentioning as you were coming on too, uh, Fonz, and I was also saying this to uh, not only uh, Gerard, how I, well, I told Gerard the same thing, and John, you saw LeBron James come off the plane with an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt. Yeah, he, I saw that. That was I awesome. That. that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah but like I said, it just... Go- people, uh, do me and Heather... Uh, Hold on. Okay, and we want to welcome guest eight. However, this guest eight is now logged into the chat. Guest seven is weighing his opinion on the series. Obviously, he says, however, to be honest, the Warriors totally blew that lead they had. Yeah, I would agree. Like I said, that third quarter yeah. was a different story. But like I said, you've got to, in a way, kind of feel uh, very thankful, however, that the Golden State War. I mean, it was a good season. Both teams played well. But at the end of the day, there was only room for one champion, and it was LBJ capturing his third trophy as much as John doesn't like that. Uh, as we say, guys, we've got about 20 minutes to go. So we're going to do some fantasy matchups here for about 20 minutes, however, and give us our overall opinion. And uh, Guest 7 and Guest 8, if you're listening in, I know you guys are, you can also uh, give us your fantasy matchup as well. Please uh, feel free, and if you have an opinion on anything else, just let us know. We'll be glad to... Uh, Hear your opinion as well. 
Uh, so with that said, how, in fact, guest eight, however, is our boss, Mr. W. Seven. <laughs> yeah. We, he's too tired to talk. It's understandable. Okay, so Chad. Uh, okay, we'll definitely catch up with you tomorrow night. But I do know I gotta settle. Well, unfortunately, you and I don't have to settle up on anything right now. But I do know for a fact, however, I think maybe. You might have to settle up with Greg, I think. Greg is uh, the one guy you have to settle up with. You don't have to settle up with me, so I'm okay, however. Uh, so, okay, uh, we will definitely talk to you tomorrow night on Revolution. But we're ready to hear your fantasy matchup. Um, uh, uh, let's hear what... Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what everyone has for their fantasy matchups. Again, these are in no particular order. You can do anything, old school, new school, whatever. That's what we like to do here. We're going to start, obviously, today with the man himself, the phenomenal one, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith. So, Gerard, you're up first, my man, this afternoon here, however, mind you. And Chad's already told me he is set to honor Greg's bets, so there you go. Greg will be back with us in a few weeks to take care of that. I do know I have to owe Gerard, unfortunately, a bet in one match. So I'll be that taken care of later today, starting later today or first thing tomorrow. So, Gerard, you have to worry about that. I want to start working on that as well. I think I also – I think it was – I think I had that bet with you, unless I had the bet with uh, Chad, too, in the same bet. However, I'll have to double check. No, we just was, had a bet just me and you. Was, just it was uh, you and me? Okay, so, okay, I'll get that fixed up later on. Hopefully today or tomorrow we'll work on that here. Okay, so Gerard and I have to settle our small wager there. Okay, we'll take care of that. Okay, so with that said, guys, let's get ready for our fantasy matchup uh, wheel spin, if you will. And like I said, Gerard's going to be our first guy up on the uh, docket. So, Gerard, we're ready to go. All right. An elusive eight-man tag team matchup. All right. I got, uh, well, he's not part of the club yet, but he will be, damn it, I hope, uh, <laughs> the club, uh, Gallows, Anderson, AJ, and Finn Balor, he better yes. join it, um, I agree, versus the Shield and John Cena, ooh, okay, versus the Shield and John Cena, okay, and uh, with that said, I already don't need to ask who you have, so that's a no-brainer. Uh, uh, John, I don't think I have to ask you either, right? Oh, no. Okay, Bonds, what do you think? The club and Finn Balor uh, taking on the shield and Super Cena. Hmm. That would be, huh, be one of the match I like to see. But yes. it ain't going to happen. <laughs> And you don't think the Shields are going to come back. They're not going to get together. The way, way it's going right now, I don't think you're going to see the Shield coming back. But who do you but have? I'd like to see that, though, but Just... I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> no time sooner. Yeah, but who do you have in the match, though? I mean, if it would happen. Uh, the Shield and Cena. Okay, yeah, you're you know, Shield and Cena. I'm going to go with the club here, and Chad is going with the club too. So, three to one, the club is dominant one more time. However, as Super Cena gets laid out by Roman Dean and uh, the Architect, if you will. Okay, John, you're up next. Okay. We're gonna have out another club match. All right. Seems like the club's been quite popular this afternoon. Okay. It's gonna be Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio. 
Three on one handicap. Mm, okay. No, no, no. One on one. Oh, which one are we, th- are we talking about of the club? Who are we throwing in as the club member? Um, if he joins, Finn Balor. Ooh, okay. Finn versus Ray Jr. Well, I think I know where you two are going, so I don't need to ask again because uh, it's too easy. <laughs> Fonz, what do you think? Finn Balor and Rey Mysterio. Who? Finn Balor? Finn Balor from NXT taking oh. on Rey, Rey Mysterio. Oh, no. Uh, and guess sound says it'll be Finn. I'd say six. Six one nine. That's too quick. Too quick for that guy, I think. All right. So Ray Jr. is going to fly over the place and put Finn down. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with Finn here. I think, As much as I love both, I think Finn's going to win a close one. I know. That was a tough one, but I had to go with it, however. And uh, we're going to hear what guest uh, seven has to say about uh, the other match, however, as we said, however. Uh, like I said, one note about the money in the bank, however. Chad says, however, I was expecting to get the club involved in AJ versus Cena. It was academic the night the match was made. Yes, I think we all kind of knew that. That was definitely a given. And he's going to go with Finn, too. All right. Uh, so far, two great matches, however, mind you, however. And we're going to go next to Fonz. Fonz, what's your first fantasy matchup of the day? Um. Let me see about this. Uh, now, if we can go back, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. uh, the WWF era. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about the Bray Wyatt, the wife family? Okay. Versus the DX. Ooh, any stipulation here? Uh, see, I put my I put my situation tougher mm-hmm. here. I have, I know the DX was like now they're a little bit older now. Yeah, but I want to go with the DX. Mm-hmm. But I have to go with the Bray Wyatt family. All right, on that one. So I know I put my I put two tough team and I like. Which one do you want to pick first? <laughs> you grew up with a DX, and yes. you see the Bray Wyatt, like, oh, yeah. geez. <laughs> Chad's, going with, uh, Chad's going with DX, and Guess 7 says we're all pros, and he's the rookie. Yes, understand. Well, seven, but, but Guess 7, we want to, that's okay. But Guess 7, we want to hear your answers, too. I mean, we're not shying you away. We love to hear your Paul, too. And Kendrick is back with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the lowdown man himself, Kendrick Smith, has returned. As now it's become a big-time part here. Kendrick, it's been a while. How are you, my man? Kendrick, are you there? Yeah, I just got in. What's up, man? How you doing, guys? We got Fonz, we got John, and we got Gerard. Chat is in the chat box as well. Uh, we were doing some fancy matchups so far. We got some good ones here. Uh, we got uh, Finn Balor versus Ray Jr. And uh, also we got the Wyatt Family versus DX. Let's hear your uh, overall take. Uh, I'm going to go with DX. All right. What about the uh, Finn Balor-Ray Mysterio Jr. match? Finn Balor. 
All right, and John had a good one here. Or actually, we had uh, the Shield and John Cena versus the Club and Finn Balor. Gerard made that as his first match today. What are your thoughts about that one? I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm sorry, the team of uh, the Club and Finn Balor because I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. Oh, I am too, and I would agree there. Uh, okay, so guess I'm going with the Wyatts. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Wyatts too. Gerard, your thoughts about the Wyatts DX match? Oh wow, this is a <clears throat> this is a hard one, but uh, <laughs> I grew up with DX, so yeah. I'm picking DX. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, John. Tell him what it is. Fuck <laughs> There you go. All right, so, John. I don't have to ask you either, correct? Nope. All right, I'm going to take DX as well. Yes. And, Kendrick, I'm going to get your take quickly. However, we've been talking all day about Money in the Bank. What were your thoughts about Money in the Bank, particularly the AJ Cena match and the way the main event all transpired today or last night? What was your spin and take? Not going to lie, man. It was probably the best Money in the Bank that I've seen this year. Um, mm-hmm. Extremely sluggish and groggy and it was almost to the point that it was like, oh, crap, we're on the board. And then Cena and AJ Styles went up, and AJ Styles started countering just about everything Cena threw at him, man. Uh, it was really exciting. I actually, I was actually happy to watch that. Funny mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the Bank match, I love that. I'm I, I finally, uh, I've been watching Cena Ambrose. He's been the title for a long time now. He's become within fingertip grasp of it. And next thing you know, all in one night, member of the Shield held the championship, and Dan Ambrose came out on top. Yes, he did. And i got to ask you, and I've been asking everyone the same question, including Chad this afternoon. My cousin was on earlier today, too. Do you think this is going to be a short-term reign for Dean or a good uh, long-term reign, like a couple months or so? Uh, I think it's, it's going to be based on the ratings and stuff like that. I guess they, they wanted it to be reigned for a while, but I guess uh, people didn't like the fact that reigns was the championship. It was mm-hmm. the championship, so they, they, uh, they, they let him drop it to... Uh, uh, Seth Rollins, which Seth Rollins won clean, uh, it was a clean one, two, three, no, no tactics or anything like that, which surprised me, which I'm kind of confused because I didn't know if they wanted to make Rollins, the, you know, the, the baby face and Roman the heel, because Roman fought like he was heel, and right. Rollins fought like he was a face, and then Dean Ambrose came out there and cashed in the money, and you don't know, would, would that technically make Dean Ambrose the heel or not, but, you know, or it could, you could just still be a baby face due to the fact that he's wacky, attacky, and all that stuff like that, so I mean, it's uh, yeah. It, it, it confuses me. I know they're gonna, they're gonna make it a triple threat. I don't know how long they're gonna drag it out. I was honestly hoping for the Shield versus the Club, but it looks like that's not gonna happen right now in the foreseeable future. But uh, I, yeah. I say it's a great pay per view, man. And yeah. I think footnote also, I was watching a video today, and uh, I think that Dean Ambrose has held the belt, the shortest amount, not the belt, but the uh. The money in the bank briefcase for the shortest amount of time because you know Kane cashed in that one. <coughs> but money in the bank was the first match that night, so and Kane waited for the main event. But Dean Ambrose did it like like a few matches shortly after or the next match. So, uh-huh. sure, no question. And if you're aware of that, Kendrick, that was the second time. And if you're aware of that, Kendrick, that was the second time a money in the bank holder won the money, won the briefcase, and held and uh, cashed in the same night at the same time. Yeah, well, that's correct, Jay. Right, didn't Kane do it the first time? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. One other thing real quick, Kendrick, and we'll get your fancy matchup spin. I'll be right back, guys. All right, John. Uh, I want to get your take on the whole Natty-Becky Lynch thing involving Charlotte and Dana Brooke. What's your spin on it? Man, I don't know what they're gonna, how they're doing, they're doing right now with the Divas Division. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, doing, they're doing good. I mean, the Divas Division is actually getting entertaining for once, or for, for once in a long time. Yeah. But uh, I, I, truly, I can't really give an angle on what I think they're going to do with it because there's so many different doors that they could take to, you know, to open this thing up. But you never know. Like, I, I, me personally, I think that Paige should be in the, you know, the, the, should be the face of the Divas. But that's just my opinion. I have a weird boy crush on it, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we're definitely going to keep our eyes and ears peeled on that in, uh, in the next few months, however, certainly. And John, of course, will be at Battleground next month, obviously, with it being in his backyard, Washington, D.C., of course. That'll be four weeks from uh, to, uh, yesterday, should I say. And then four weeks from today, Raw, of course, will be in my hometown of Pittsburgh, if you will. Uh, since you're here, Kendrick, and we're doing fantasy matchups, however, let's get your uh, spin and take on a fantasy matchup. Please, fire away. Uh, fantasy match. Okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do something a little bit different than I normally do. All right. I'm gonna go with the team of Aces and Eights mm-hmm. versus the actual Sons of Anarchy crew in a tornado tag non-disqualification match. Okay, tornado match. It was Aces and Eights versus who again? The actual Sons of Anarchy crew that they're based off of. Oh, okay. All right, and Chad, if you heard that in Guest 7, then we'd like to hear your answer on that. Uh, Gerard, who do you like in this one? Who did he say? Aces and Eights versus the original Sons of Anarchy in a tornado match, if you will. So Some... going the Biker Club versus Aces and Eights? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um... Alright, whoever's burping in there, stop him. That was me, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go Aces and Eights. Okay. Uh Chad's going with the Sons of Anarchy. Guest seven's going Aces and Eights, just like the name. Uh John, I don't know if you heard, uh Kendrick made an Aces and Eights. Yeah, I heard. Okay. I heard. Who, who do you like? Um, let's see him. I pull my magic cards out. Let's see if I can pull my magic cards now. I hope, hopefully, I can get them here. All right. And Chad's telling okay. us, however, at SummerSlam will be a title triple threat match with all three Shield members watching. See, I would agree, like you said. And Guest Seven is telling us also quickly. He's a big Stanley Kubrick fan, seeing everything he's made. There's a great documentary called Kubrick's Box. See if you can. I would have to agree there. He is a very good guy. Of course, he's done movies like 2001: A Space Odyssey and Full Metal Jacket, among others. So, uh. Let's uh, go back to you now, John, uh, with your opinion on All that. All right. The ace is telling me pick the aces and eights. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Guest 7 tells us there's a band called Aces and Eights. That's pretty good. Okay, Guest 7, thank you very much. There, we're glad you're giving us uh, a lot of publicity here today. We appreciate you coming in. Like I said, we also want to thank you for the big comments about Stanley Kubrick. As we mentioned, he's done movies like 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Full Metal Jacket, uh, among other great movies, I believe. He also did Dr. Strangelove, How I... 
back in the early 60s, a very unique I believe he also, J.D., did Full Metal Jacket back in 1987. That's what I mentioned, yes. I mentioned that. That's still a great movie. But when I think of Stanley Kubrick, I mean, besides that movie, one of the best movies I think he's ever done, and I've already mentioned it twice now, and I'll mention one more time, is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Great, great movie there. And the sequel is even better. I thought the sequel 2010, The Year We Made Contact, back in 1984, which on Lithgow, Helen Mirren, uh, Roy Scheider, and the same guy who played in the original house. And ladies and gentlemen, we got a surprise here, ladies and gentlemen. We were expecting her, and we knew she's going to have a lot to talk about. So guys, buckle down. Here we go. It is the Black Widow, Miss Madness herself, ladies and gentlemen. None other than Michelle Lynn Dodds joining us here this afternoon. Michelle, how are you? You're right. I think we need a little introduction from her. What? Well, um, we intro. We, John, tell me need an intro for you. John, we can hold off on that, I think. And Chad's telling us, however, right now I think we got a good one. However, the new Aces and Eight band. It is you, Gerard, Chad, himself, me, and you, Fonzie. So the four of us are the new Aces and Eights crew. Uh, Michelle, we are wait. We were waiting to hear your response here about uh, last night's Money in the Bank because we were doing some fancy matchups too. So. Before we get your answers on fantasy matchups, let's get your spin and take. We're ready to hear the Black Widow spin her web, if you will. I'm sure she's got a lot to talk about after last night's Money in the Bank show. So buckle down, kids. Here we go. Michelle, proceed. Hold on. First, first of I, all, yep. Good. John, I told you so. Yes, you told me so. And I won. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was a pretty good show. I mean, it was all right. Um, uh, I, uh, I mean, I'm just gonna talk about the highlights. I mean, cause oh, really, oh. what was that? What was that noise? Who said uh, oh? Someone uh, said, Fonz, was that you? No, it was not me. Oh, who said uh oh? I don't know. Uh oh, wait a minute. And now we're going to have another surprise, folks. Get ready. Buckle your seatbelts. Mr. No, WCW, Chad Hinshaw is coming in now. Okay, Michelle, go ahead. Before Chad gets on, go ahead. Please continue. Um, like I said, it was a pretty good show. Um, I'm just going to talk about, you know, the highlights of it, really. Um, the uh, women's tag team was yep. boring. Yep. Um, uh, I don't know what happened to Natalia at the end. Um, I don't know. If she was just letting off some and Michelle, pissed off second. energy. We'll, we'll come back to you in a second. Oh. Right now, joining us now, um, we had to say goodbye to Kendrick. Kendrick, I'm sure, had another obligation. Phil Kendrick, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Now joining us, ladies and gentlemen, from the home of WCW US. Trinity, North Carolina, the man who I saved my bacon for at least one day, however, Mr. Chad Hinshaw. Chad, how are you today? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had your gas. Well, we, got, yeah. we had Kendrick on, we had Gerard on. Uh, Gerard, I don't know, had to leave probably because of uh, prior obligation or what. We'll have to check on that. Maybe you can check that out for me. But we got John, we got Fonz here, and we got... Uh, also, John here. We have my cousin on also earlier today as well. So it's been a very active, action-packed afternoon. I've noticed that. I was coming on mostly to tell you that the that what I just typed a minute ago was not. I was was not talking about it being the new aces and eights. Oh. It was a fantasy tag match. Oh. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. That's where I screwed up. I thought you were doing a band name. Sorry. Okay. 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 Uh, very interesting. Okay. But Michelle was giving us her opinion about uh, Money in the Bank. However, I want to get your take on it too. Uh, before after Michelle gives us her thoughts here, I'm gonna. I'm sure you have a lot to say about this. So Michelle, please continue. Yes, please. I, I gotta hear this. I'm, I'm dying to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves to hear the Black Widow's opinion. Um, oh, um, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, I think Natalia was just burning off some pissed off energy, and I don't blame her. Um, let's see. The John Cena AJ Styles match was phenomenal. Yes. Um. Don't particularly. I mean, I, the ending was to be expected, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, 15 years in the making or whatever, that everybody's been waiting to see that match it was excellent. Um, I thought it was the next best match of the night. The Dolphin Baron Corbin boring. Yep. Um, the tag team was a great match. Of course, New Day retained. Of course, which I knew that was going to happen. Yep. Um, even though I missed the damn freaking prediction show yesterday like an idiot. Um, sorry, Ted. <laughs> um, no problem. Let's see. What else? Um, 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 um. The oh, Golden Truth the... versus Breezego. <laughs> that whole segment was hilarious. Um, my yes, son was. was in stitches laughing hysterically I was about too. that. Um, I thought it was it was pretty funny. I'm, I'm glad that, um, you know, Golden Truth won. Uh, yeah. I love them. I think they're great tag team. Um, let's see. The, the Money in the Bank ladder match. <laughs> Couldn't be any more predictable, really, for mm-hmm. me anyways. Um, uh, of course, you know, my son was hoping, just like you, J.D., that Sammy Zane would have won, but didn't or happen. Or Cesaro. Or Cesaro. But I knew it was real enough to, for Dean to win because... Now this is going to, you know, tip the barrel a little bit more, okay? Because um, now officially, you know, all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. members have, well, as they say, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. has taken over or whatever, but um, but it was a really good match. Um, I felt bad for Tim Zane and Kevin Owens the way that they basically got powerbombed on those ladders and, um, my reaction was kind of, oh, shit, that had to hurt. Um, but it was a really good match. Uh, Dean Ambrose, you know, he's well-deserved. You know, he's really been fighting hard to, mm-hmm. to basically make himself stand out there, and he did really, really well. Um, let's see. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to say one more time. Chad, I beat John. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Seth Rollins Reigns match. Um <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this, Michelle. And Don't then say that, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this, Michelle, and I'm going to get Chad's spin on the whole Money in the Bank show. Uh, we asked everyone their predictions too. Do you think this is going to be a short term or a couple months of a rain for Dean? What's your spin on it? My opinion is Dean Ambrose has fought tooth and nail to get where he is right now. Yes. If Vince McMahon is smart, he will let Dean Ambrose have his reign you know, as as the champ, as he's let Roman do the same, and he's let Seth do the same. I think it's only fair because I think that Dean is really 
well proven himself right under Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman, not so much because we all know how I feel about Roman Reigns, but um, I think Dean should have a good run at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see him getting shit on and screwed from this very soon. Mm-hmm. Certainly, be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Ch- Chad, please uh, weigh on your thoughts now about uh, whoa, money in the bank. Whoa, 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 I'm not done. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Th- sorry. <laughs> sorry. Hey, sorry. Sorry, Michelle. Sorry, that was my mistake. Sorry, that was my mistake. Damn it, you got to do I'm sorry. I did not know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michelle. Go ahead, back. Okay, go on, please. We're back. So, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins match. Yes. Um, oh. Did I not call it? Did you I did. Call it? Yes, you did. And I say that Seth was going to beat his ass, and Seth yep. beat his ass. But I'm going to say this, and everybody's going to be very surprised. To a little bit of degree, Roman Reigns actually showed that he had a maybe an ounce of skills last night, mm-hmm. and he did fight. He did fight, <laughs> but Seth yeah. was the better man, as yeah. always. Yeah. Um. I did not expect Dean Ambrose to cash in so quickly, but it didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited when Seth pinned Roman, and then Ambrose's music hit, and then I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Um, yeah. You know, I knew he was going to win it. But I mean, kudos to Dean, because like I said, he's fought his ass off for years, months, mm-hmm. whatever, to, to make a point. And... Prove to the WWE world and Vince McMahon and all that that he is championship material. He is championship worthy. Um, Although I did want to see his belt back around Seth Rollins' waist again, and it probably will happen again soon. And do I see this as a rebuild up to a reuniting of the Shield now? No. Yeah. I don't see it. Mm -hmm. Because there's too much animosity. And yep. I see the three members of the Shield tonight on Raw getting into a hell of a, hell of a confrontation, yep. um, which is probably going to make the show very interesting. I don't know what other matches I missed. But um, overall, it was a pretty good show, but uh, I beat John, so I'll say again. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns lost. Yes. And um, Seth Rollins won and told Dean decided to pass his shit in. Yep. And then... Um, so, yeah, it was just probably like a 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm, certainly. And uh, the only bet I lost was with your brother there, Michelle Gerard, in the Divas match. But Chad and I, unfortunately, had our little wager, so that is a wash. Chad, let's go to you now. What are your thoughts about Money in the Bank, if you could share us your opinion? Yes, uh, well, from what I've read about it and what I saw about it, uh, a lot of it, to be honest with you, there was, there was a whole lot of I told you so. There was a whole lot of right, right on the money, as like, like I said before, about what what was going to be academic or what was going to end up happening. What I said on the chat box a few minutes ago, and JD, you did repeat what you did repeat what I what I said on there. Yeah. That you know, it was academic about the AJ versus Cena match. I knew the minute that the match was signed that you had to realize that somehow, in some way, somewhere towards the end of that match, that the club was going to get. Mm-hmm. Their nose and their business. Right. But the thing about it is, the only part I didn't expect was was the fact that you know a lot of times we've seen Cena you know get double, triple, even they've got about four, five, four, five different guys. Yep. You know, by facing somebody, and you know he's able to kick out after after that. But this was very surprising mm-hmm. that you know that you know this was the first time that you know it just took two guys 
Not, not, I mean, and then, of course, they was AJ to cover, and boom, you know, this was academic. This was like a new, a new what they say, new era. This is pretty much what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much academic right there <clears throat> that they were going to take their nose in it. But, of course, the surprising part of it, AJ did pick up the deuce in that in that mm-hmm. victory. Right. Uh, but, but, yeah, but, of course, it was very impressive, you know, because Cena and AJ, you know, kicking out of each other's finishers about, I think they, they must have done about like three or four different times. Between the two, so um, the the other one that really got me was the, was the was the ladies match. Yeah, um, that really I mean that really surprised me. Of course, uh, of course Dana Brooke obviously was the culprit here in all this. Uh, somehow her and Charlotte got to do some that. Yes, and apparently and apparently we thought that you know Becky and Natty were just standing right there, you know just you know you know uh, just frustrated and both of them were equally as upset. But yep. the thing about it is, apparently, Natalia, I think it's like what Michelle just now mentioned. She had a, a bunch of built-up frustrations. Because, yeah, keep in mind, how many times here, that was a two or three different times counting this match, yep. has she had a chance to face Charlotte? And yes. each time she's come up short because because Charlotte was able to find a loophole mm-hmm. in that situation. She's lost you know, four times, Chad. Three or four, four. well... Yeah, yeah but I'm talking about paper, pay-per-view-wise, John. She's done. She's lost. This is the third time, not counting last night with the tag match. So three out of the last four. Two was the, the May, and that, then the tag maybe, last night. I'm counting this tag match. Okay, because three. 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 were involved in it. That's why I'm counting. Yeah, so three. So three. Yeah, yeah three. That's why I'm, yeah, three or four, well, however many times it was. Anyway, get back, to what, get back to what I'm saying here. That the thing is, you know, Charlotte is going to... You know, because with her stroke as, as you know holding on to that belt, she's going to find the stroke to you know get by here and just you know and just continue to dominate here for a long period of time. I think it's going to be pretty much academic, is what they've been talking about all this time. Uh, the next person that's going to go go for it is either going to be they're going to give Natalia one more opportunity, they're going to give Becky Lynch an opportunity, or like what they've been talking about all this time, they're possibly, they're possibly going to give. The next one to Sasha Banks, which I do believe Sasha Banks may end up pulling up Deuce and finally knocking Charlotte off, maybe. But I yep. mean, I'm just I'm waiting to see a little bit of difference here. I mean, like Natalia may get one more shot. I don't know, uh-huh. but who knows, who knows what they'll say. Anyway, also talking about uh, uh, the, the Apollo Crews Sheamus match. Yeah, perfect down to a T. Apollo Crews gained his biggest win of all time, in my yeah. per- personal opinion. When he took down the Celtic Warrior, I think it was I thought it was an awesome matchup. Uh, he kind of reminds me of a young Lashley. Yes, yeah, I said. Yeah, he does. He is. He's like Lashley. Yes, he, yep. He's mm-hmm. he as built as Lashley is, in my personal opinion. He is jacked up. I mean, he, he's oh, yes. He's, he's, he's big. He's, he's definitely a big boy. No doubt. Oh, he, can you imagine that matchup? Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley. Oh, God, yeah. The that match would that, that be That's, that's a that money-making match there, Michelle. I agree, yes. I would agree. And Michelle would probably agree with this. That match would end in a draw. Michelle could be the referee. <laughs> Can we get a reference, How about that? And me and Janie will be the commentators. Yeah, Chad, you can join us. Fonz, you can join us, too. Uh, no, Chad, you okay. can be the ring in that. Chad, you can be the ring in that. Hold on, hold on. I'm still going to roll here, guys. I'm not finished yet. Okay, keep going. Okay, keep going. And i got to talk about the title match. I've got to talk about this. Yes. How did we... The minute that Shane McMahon announced yeah. that it was going to be Roman and Seth, yeah. was it 
academic tonight that was mentioned that 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 Seth was going to end up the winner of it. Yep. It was academic. How long has he been out? The man was fully rested. The man has healed up. The man has been training. Mm-hmm. While Roman has been going nonstop. Oh yeah. It was 100% academic. Yep. But of course. Of course, what we saw at the end there, Kobe, I found out, yes, Ambrose did win the Money in the Bank, which was also a very impressive match in my, in my point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and that was the one I'm, I saddled up with Greg on, and he talked to me about it earlier, and I got it situated. So that, we won't worry about that. I got, okay. I'm going to work on that here here in a few minutes. But anyway, <clears throat> anyway, getting back to that, you know, I saw a picture here earlier today here on Facebook, picturing Roman Reigns holding the championship. Mm-hmm. With seven. Then all of a sudden they're just running by with what happened last night. Roman Reigns won the title. They showed another picture of Seth Rollins holding up the belt. And then all of a sudden they showed the picture last night, obviously, of Ambrose holding the, uh, win, uh, catching in the briefcase last night and winning the belt. So all three members of the show have officially, ladies and gentlemen, as of last night, yes. become, has, has held that top belt. But let me go ahead and let me go ahead and say let me go ahead and say this. The reason why I said SummerSlam for this, mm-hmm. because you would have to agree with Michelle, JD, John, and whoever else is on here, yeah. and you would all have to agree, this match is way too big to put on battleground. You cannot no, do that. No, you can't. No, you need a bigger stage, big. and Brooklyn would be the location. That match, no, that match would take up. Half the show, and you yeah. cannot battleground out that long anyway. I don't think much. No, I did SummerSlam. No, you're right. That you SummerSlam to the bigger stage in Brooklyn. Stage. That's you have to. Yep, I agree. That SummerSlam is the stage because, like I said, you're going to have all three, all three, you know, ex- explosive athletes here in Roman Reigns, in Seth Rollins, and in uh, Dean Ambrose. And yes, Michelle, I did say that about Roman too. Yes, but you have to, I have to admit, he is a, he is a, a he's a decent competitor. I'm, but that's I'm, I'm okay because he lost last night. Well, yeah, and he did. Yeah, and, he did lose, but he has—he has like—he's like Rollins on Michelle, and I think we're going to agree he has a qualm that he can use his rematch at any time. Seth's going to be the first one, obviously, after what happened last night. He's going to be the first one to say it, and I would agree but, with Seth. The Roman can be number two now. No pun intended. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. But here's here's the thing. Here 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 like I said, here's the thing. That yes, he's got that rematch clause. He automatically has it because, like I said, he's held that belt for a long period of time. But the thing about it is, it's wise not to use it, not uh-huh. to waste it, to hold on to it for as long as you can. Because you know, unless of course, you know, uh, Stephanie or Shane or whoever else makes makes a makes the matchup or whatever, you I would recommend saving it, making an epic encounter. You know, it could be a it could be a, of course, obviously it'll be a tornado match because all three of them be in the ring at the same time. Yeah. But it could be, it could be a cage. It could be a hell of a cell. It could be, uh, hey, hey, they could do, they could bring the asylum. Oh yeah, they could bring that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could bring his, his his cage out there with all those weapons on it. You're going to have to have it no holds barred. You're going to have anything goes. You're going to have to have it so big time and all that that, like I said, battleground is not the right stage for it. Right. Because if you're going to have to have it at SummerSlam, that will make it their battleground, in my personal opinion. That would take about at least an hour, hour and a half of that of that show right there. 
Right, and, and, and that's why I said that John and Michelle, Michelle got on, and Kendrick got on, and Gerard got on, and Fonz got on, and Fon, well, Fonz heard, and I think Gerard heard, well, you got on, Chad, and Michelle got on. I said, what they ought to do is just have Dean and Seth tease it in a single match, one-on-one, then change it to a triple threat at SummerSlam. You're going to have to do it that way, I think. Well, 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 well who knows? They, they may end up doing that. I mean, of course, for all I know, they could, you know, you know they could they could probably do it right there but. Uh, you know, backstage at the show. But like I yeah. said, you need, you don't need to, he does not need to face a rematch clause, but here's my other take on it. Okay. It's academic that he's, Roman's going, is going to do that, but he's going to do it beforehand. And mm-hmm. you don't, and, and he's going to waste it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Laughing, I agree. He's, I agree. He's going yep. to be screwed. I mean, he's going to be freaking screwed if he uses that thing right away. You don't want mm-hmm. to do that. Yep. So, so like I said, you know, it was Glenn Outcome and all that. I saw a picture on Ronda's group page yep. of Ambrose holding the title. Great picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Renee Young is happy. I know she was had a tweet on show, the tweet that she was saying on there. Yeah, I, I read the tweet that. earlier, too. Yeah, she's very she happy. Yeah. She's very, very happy indeed. Yeah, so, that's it. so that right there is my personal take on it. Uh, the other uh, other other um, uh, matches, uh, the tag match. I yeah. saw the tag match. Yeah. Uh, to a degree, I, yes, I was. I, I'll tell you the truth. I was pulling for. I, I, I had said last Monday. I said I was going to possibly do Enzo and Cass, but I changed mine to the club. Yeah. And everybody, every single one of those guys. Yeah. You know. You know. Threw it all. Threw it out there. And yeah. Let me tell you something. The new day is yeah. lucky. That's all I could say is now they're great champions. They're yeah. good competitors. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. All three of them are even if they were wrestling in the in singles matches, they would they are great competitors. Oh. That team, yeah. they're awesome. But let me go ahead and put this out again. They barely made out of there and they got lucky. They went yes, out did. there yes, they with did. that gold. And I see one of those three teams going I don't know which one they'll choose. My personal opinion, I would like to see the new day in the club. Yeah, let me ask you real. Let me ask you real quick, Chad. It's very good, very good, very good saying from both you and Michelle. And real quick, let me ask you uh, before we get our main event predictions and Raw Reigns for the night. Does the New Day State Champs till SummerSlam? Or do they drop the titles before then? Me personally, I yeah. would. I, me personally, I would say honestly, what eventually I'm saying will happen is that they'll probably drop it sometime between Battleground and SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But or maybe between now and battleground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but personally, I would like I would rather see I would rather say don't don't put them in another situation like that you did at um, Money in the Bank last night. Put them in a situation in which you know that you put the three teams that mm-hmm. that faced the New Day last night in a triple threat match in the on, on a roll leading up to. Hey, I wouldn't do it at battleground. I would I would even wait till SummerSlam on that one. Mm-hmm. Because that's just that's just way too big as well. Because I mean that's yeah, that's where they yeah. start at the rain, right? right. So, so somewhere for, yes, well uh, exactly. So I mean, why not do it one year later? I mean, mm-hmm. why not go in there and if they can hold it for oh, a whole yeah. year? That's hey, what I hey, said. That's one of they'll be up there with some of the greatest tag teams of all time. My personal opinion. But my 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 take is on a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown one other show. They need to do the club, Vault Villains, and Enzo and Cass in a triple threat match. Winner of that, they get to New Day one on one at SummerSlam and makes it heck, do a tornado match. Yeah, 
Heck yes. Do a tor- freaking tornado, uh-huh. man. That was, Why not? That was SummerSlam. You got what they what they always call the biggest party in the summer. Yeah. Make it a party. Do a tornado match. Exactly. Was, well said. Me personally, mm-hmm. you know, my my toss would be between either Enzo and Cass and the club. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Enzo and Cass made it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that would be a good challenge for the new guy. I, I would pick Enzo and Cass to win it. Yeah. I would say the same thing. It's a club. Oh yes, no question. But my overall personal opinion, overall that was a good, that was a good, one, a good one as well. Overall, what Money in the Bank did, mm-hmm. I think, fairly, uh, uh, fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, for for you know, for like as a small pay per view like that, mm-hmm. it's done probably a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did a little bit than maybe I would say a little bit better than payback. Mm-hmm. Uh, that equals extreme rules, in my personal opinion. Oh yeah, I would agree. There you go. And I like I said. Well, we we appreciate your honesty, Chad. And like I said, uh, before we uh, wrap it up here, we want to thank our guests today for joining us. Guest seven, of course, uh, the franchise D&D Jerome. We also want to say thank Fonzie. We also want to thank Kendrick Little and Alan Smith, as well as the phenomenal one, the man himself, GTS Gerard T. Smith. Of course, Gerard had something to take care of, so hopefully he'll be back with us tomorrow night. Don't forget, tomorrow night we got a double dip for you starting at 7 o'clock. Wrestling Revisit, 139926. And of course, Revolution will be talking about Money in the Bank. Raw, of course, from Phoenix. And whatever else news will be digging up how 138055 begin at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with the boss Mr. W. Semi Chad Hinshaw in his our panel however as well so guys uh, as we said the heat is definitely on as they like to say with summer officially beginning today of course it is definitely sticky and humid wherever you're at hopefully you guys are staying cool out there it's definitely hot in Phoenix as where Raw is tonight we're going to get main event predictions and Raw ratings in right now and John will take us out however and Gessen says again thanks for the show guys we're the best thank you Gessen we'd like to hear from you again hopefully and at some point Please call in. We encourage you that. So, guys, we're in Phoenix tonight. The heat is 120 and boiling, however. Chad, I'll start with you. What is our main event tonight, and what is the Raw rating going to be? Well, the Raw rating here has been like this lately. Um, I'm expecting a, a rating to be pretty good. I am going to stay in the middle and say a 2.5. Yes. Uh, they I have to go up after a 2-0 last week. They have to. They have nothing left to go up against tonight except maybe baseball. I mean, the finals are done at both NBA and NHL, so go on. So, and, and after the, especially the aftermath of the pay-per-view, this has definitely got to be in WWE's favor here, so it's got to be something. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> sorry, John, sorry about Whoa. that. Excuse me. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, okay, anyway, anyway. Okay. Uh, um, <clears throat> let me see. And main event here, ooh, uh, you, you gotta have something good. Uh, oh boy, uh, I'm gonna go out on a real big limb here. I don't know what if they'll do this or not, but I'm gonna go out on a real big limb. This is, and I bet you, this is going to stem from an argument from, from I'm sure these two men uh, arguing with each other yeah. uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, but I predict here the main event will be Reigns and Rollins. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, Michelle, let's go to you next. What's it going to be like in Phoenix with the rating and your main event, please? Um. Let's see. I think the rating's going to be two point four. Mhm. And the main event will have to do with the shield. I'm sure. Okay. Okay, I'll go next. I think 2-4 sounds right. I'm going to go with, I think, maybe something like Dean and Cena teaming up, however, maybe with Roman to take on 
And you know what? I'm gonna let's see. Dean Cena. This could, this is gonna blow. And Gerard would be mind boggled with this one. Let's do an eight person tag. I think tonight we'll have Dean Cena. We will have uh, Roman, and uh, we will have the fourth member of the team be. Oh, this is tough because it'll be Seth in the club. And you know what? However, there is one more guy. Yeah. Yeah, you Jericho can be Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> Jericho would be good. Yeah, me. Yeah, me is your ring announcer. Taking Lillian Garcia. Yes. No, I think Jericho has a qualm, especially after last night, because you saw Jericho and KO get into it last night. So that was interesting what they did last night with each other, however. They were playing off each other pretty good last night at backstage. Uh, John. Yes, Michelle, hold on. Yes. Real quick, sorry. Is Fonzie still on or did he hang up? He's still here. Fonzie's still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, he's still he's still here, Michelle. Can I can I ask him a question real quick? Yes, by all means, please. Are you gonna watch the UFC Brock Lesnar fight next month? Hell yeah, he's gonna kick some ass. He's gonna kick some ass. He's gonna be the title again. There you go. There you go, Michelle. Ah, my man. He's my man. Yep. He's going to kick some Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks from Saturday. Brock Lesnar belongs to me. He'll be back at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. No, he, he, they said SummerSlam. Now, let, let me ask you, before we get John's uh, pick and uh, your pick, Fonzie, uh, yeah. uh, let's uh, ask everyone around the table, uh, who does... John, or not John, Brock Lesnar meet at SummerSlam. Michelle, I'll start with you. At SummerSlam? Yes. Ooh. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Uh, um, 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 um. Well, I don't want it to be Roman. Um, yeah. It ain't going to be Roman. Yeah. I'd like to be uh, uh, Brock and AJ. What's that, Michelle? I'd like to see Brock and AJ. That's not a bad prediction. Ooh. That's that's a pretty good. That's a nice prediction. I gotta go with Brock and KO. Chad. Brock and KO. Come on. Get rid of KO. He's a bomb. Hey, uh, Michelle, you may you may, and since I'm the boss, you have I'm giving you such permission to kick my hind in for this. But as much as I'm, 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 I'm and I'm gonna bite. I'll bite the big one here for this. Okay. I mean, I can stand. I'm stand up guy here. Right. I see. Brock, I see Brock taking on Orton. Ooh. Ooh. That's that. Yeah, Chad's going deep on this one, Michelle. Mm, okay. All right. Whip away. Yes, exactly. Uh, John, who do you got? I got what? Hmm. I'm torn. I'm thinking. AJ Styles or Kevin Owens, but if I had to choose my money on it, it'd be AJ Styles. So you're going with Michelle. Okay, you both got good ones, too. Okay, and Fonzie will turn to you last, hour. Who does Brock face at Mania? Or, excuse me, SummerSlam. Wow, okay. There are going to be two main events at WrestleMania. Right. All right, I'm going to tell you right SummerSlam, now. SummerSlam, SummerSlam, yeah, SummerSlam. Well, there's two main events of WrestleMania. But, SummerSlam. Uh, I know that. Listen to me. I'm listening. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Undertaker is going to be his last match, WrestleMania. Yeah. And Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Next He's year. He's going to fight. 
He's going to fight. I just saw it on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it yet. No. But there was a big announcement that who the Undertaker never fought in WrestleMania yet. Who's that? I don't know. I want you to guys to know. Who's the, who the Undertaker never fought in WrestleMania yet? John Cena. John Cena, yeah. Exactly. It's going to be John Cena versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania in Orlando. All right, I'm giving giving you the spoilers already. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right, for SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar is going to fight, and it's coming. You said in two weeks it's going to be a draft. I heard a lot of rumors that The Undertaker, that Brock Lesnar is going to fight Kurt Angle at SummerSlam. And what? that's the rumors are going to run Whoa. right now. Whoa. Oh. Chad, he, Chad, he could be hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're right. There, there is talk that they want to bring some of the legends back. Could we see that happen again? Kurt Angle and Brock one more time. That's a possibility. Well, what Kurt Angle has been talking about coming back to WWE, would he come back for just for this? It's possible because they were also talking Kurt Angle at WrestleMania this last year. I remember there was talk at one point they wanted to do Angle and uh, maybe possibly uh, like Roman or Angle and Rollins at one point if Rollins hadn't gotten hurt. Right. Well, let me, okay, let me ask you this. And, and Fonz, that's a good, that's a good a prediction. Good opinion. That's a good that thought. is a good prediction, yeah. Right. Yeah. With, with, with this appearance in the video game, do we see Goldberg involved in any of this? Right. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the F5 of Suplex City all day. I don't think anybody's going to beat him. If Kurt Angle or anyone will fight Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, the Suplex City is going to go to Los Angeles, and he's going to Suplex City all well, over. Brooklyn, but yeah, place. I know where you're going with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. no, so yeah. I was asking, do you think? That Brock Goldberg would come back and Engel would come back. To See, that's team. another thing too. That's yeah. what I heard too. They were trying to bring. If they do this WWE uh, the, the draft, which they are now, movies. it's official. They announced okay. it today. Yeah, and I because I saw on Facebook yeah. they're announcing Engel Goldberg. Um, who else? There's another guy too. I saw th- four. I saw Goldberg. Yeah. Angle, and there's another two wrestlers. The Hardys? Uh, not the Hardys. Sheldon no, Benjamin. No. Sheldon Benjamin. I know it's been talked about. Uh, no. Uh, I heard Bobby Ashley. Mmm, interesting. I heard Bobby Ashley, and um, MVP's talked about. I've heard. Uh, there's another one I can't remember. I saw on Facebook oh, the good. other day. I can't remember. There's four of them. But yeah, I know Bobby Ashley, okay. Angle, Goldberg, and there's one more big superstar. Well, find, well, let it, let it, find, well, find us out and let us know. But I like where you're going with this. I mean, yeah. Brock Brock versus Angle at SummerSlam would be interesting. I think that'd be very, very well, interesting. Well, because you figure, because the TNA, who Angle owns, because yeah. I, I have a lot of resource. I yeah. know the Angle family. Yeah, okay? of course. And yeah. one of the, the, the niece... Yeah. Works at the coaches on Banksville. Okay, in Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh, yes. yes. Yeah, and um, she told me, and actually I asked, how's Angle, how's your brother's doing? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, my brother, my yeah. uncle actually, Kurt Angle, yeah. wants to come back to WWE. 
because mm. uh, their TN, hey. TNA, their one they own him and his wife yeah. are going out of business because, um, you know, fi- financial aid, whatever, sure. you know, going to bankruptcy and. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that would be sweet. I love to see Kurt Angle, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. come back at WWE. Yeah. Well, when I saw it on, on Facebook the other day, yeah. at the draft, it was Angle, Bobby Ashley, Goldberg, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but I, it was one in the WC, WCW superstar mm-hmm. who never came to the WWE yet. Well, Sting's it's been not, it. It's not Sting. Yeah, Sting, um, there's another one. Hasn't come in. It wants to come in for a long time, but I don't think Vince McMahon and uh, the other guy got along or something. They didn't get mm-hmm. a contract ready. But, um, yeah, because yeah, I know the angles, and I was like, I wish I could see Kurt Angle again coming back. Oh, she's like, she, he's well. They're trying to do a contract. Coming back, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'll be sweet. I like to see. Yeah, that that would be something. That would be something. Yes. Yeah, but, I have an um, opinion. Yes, Michelle, please. Sorry, uh, Yeah, Michelle, go no, ahead. That's okay. Uh, Kurt Angle is really too much of a liability to return to wrestle. That is why he resigned from TNA. So I really, in my opinion, only yes, yes. don't see him coming back to fight. Because mm-hmm. of the injuries to his neck and everything else, I don't. Yeah, see that. that's another. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the I main thing I think you look at. Yes, guys, 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 this, guys. There's also been rumored here. Michelle, you would agree with this too. There's been talk. If he does return, the only capacity I see happening is that he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only yep. reason. That's yeah, the only I mean, way. If he can go one more time, that'd be great to see. But to be like Michelle yeah. said, if, if he's, you know, if he resigned in TNA because he's hurt, you know, end up like uh, Edge or one of them guys, you know, they take a risk in doing that and be crippled for the rest of their life. Uh, no, I don't want. Now, no, Michelle is very, very right about that. That yes. is too much of a liability. Exactly. He's a great competitor. We're getting ready to be competing all his life, and 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 you know, and it was it twenty years ago. 20 years ago this year, I mean, he, he, he won the Olympic gold medal. I mean, yeah. so, so, so he's been in the business a long time. So, yeah. I mean, but you, but you can't put your body through you that. You, you yeah. But the WWE would bring him back in, in some capacity to, to, if he, if, if he did like a short, uh, they might maybe do like an ankle lock on somebody or whatever. I mean, like yeah, yeah. does the stunner on occasion with somebody, but he, he doesn't wrestle anymore, but he's hurt too. So, I mean, yep. So, and, sp- and speaking of Austin, uh, I, I plugged earlier, and I'll plug it again one more time, folks. Uh, don't forget tonight at eleven o'clock after Raw, you can catch Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast with AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. It should be hey, a very yes, Michelle. Did anybody watch the new Swerve last night? I missed it. I didn't have. I don't have the network. Uh, uh, Chad, did you get a chance to see it? No, um, I, I didn't. I don't know if um, and Anne's got the network. I don't know if she saw it right because she can She's been having problems with her network. But I've got to mention one thing. Non, I know. I know it's non wrestling related, but I'll take the hype up for this. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and we'll mention this a little bit further on, on our entertainment show Wednesday evening at six thirty outside the ropes. 
But uh, during our prediction show uh, yesterday, we did actually get confirmation on this that uh, Anton Yelkin, best known for playing Chekhov in the revamped Star Trek movies, including the one who set to come out next month, died in a car accident yesterday. He was 27 years old. He said that he was was pinned in the car, from what I heard. Yes, he was was 27 years old. I have not got any more details about it. Anton Yelkin. That's why I can Oh, okay. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you've seen the 2009 version of Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness, he's the one that played the Russian oh, character. Oh, okay. Check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he played that character. Yeah. But he, I mean, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was a great, uh, great, great. He's also been in several other movies. Charlie Bartlett was one, I think. He was in. Yeah, so... Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, our uh, thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family tonight. No question about it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of done thing, kind of like uh, kind of James Dean esque, if you really think about it. Yeah, very, very young. Who was it recently? Who's that Fast and Furious guy? What was his name? Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. See, there you go. Another, another actor gone by a car accident. Right I think it was a year ago this week, if I'm not mistaken, that happened. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's uh, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. oh, it is? Okay, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, I knew Michelle would know the answer to that. Thank we'll you, Michelle. So one year problem. ago Wednesday, we lost Paul Walker, and now this, yes. yes no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Paul Walker really? died in December of 2013. Are you sure? Was it? I thought it was June. I thought it was June of last year, I'm thinking. John, check on that and let us know um, after the show, if you can. Hey, hey uh, can I tell you two things real quick? Sure. Um, John? Yeah. John. He's here. Yeah. He's still here, Michelle. You you know I love you, and I love you enough to drop our bet and make it even between us because I love you that much. Wow. Hmm. Okay. And second of all, I have to run because we have to go to a swim meet, and I love you all, and I hope that you enjoy Raw tonight. All right, Michelle, take care. Tell Caleb we all said hello. Okay, I'll drop the bell, Michelle, for you. All right. Okay, and now we're going to go real KD. quick. Sorry, Chad, go ahead. Yes, before I get John and uh, Chad. Paul uh, Walker died in November of 2013. Okay, so it was last November. November, okay. 30th, November 30th, 2013. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, correct. It was three years ago. Okay, thank you, Chad. He was found out 40 years old when he passed. Wow. So three years ago this year. Okay. Thank you, Chad. Uh, okay. Before we wrap it up here, again, I, I want to thank everyone, and we're going to get John and Fonzie's main event predictions, and I'm going to call it a day. Don't forget, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we end June in style, if you will, however, with episode 49. In two weeks, however, from today, we'll be celebrating America's birthday and our 50th birthday, if you will, here on Raw Radio. It's going to be a fun time as we continue the countdown in the battleground, however, and who knows what we got in store next week, but don't forget, tomorrow night, we'll be talking about our Raw. Our 50th birthday on end of Independence Day. Exactly. Al Finn is right. Yes. And uh, we will be talking about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, of course, next week. We'll also, of course, tomorrow night, we'll be talking about Money in the Bank. And last, tomorrow night, tonight's Raw. It should be a great show. Don't forget, that will begin at 9 o'clock tomorrow night on Revolution 138055. And some surprises are in store there. Okay, John, give us a main event prediction and Raw rating, please. I also want to say July 25th will be our one-year Raw radio anniversary, too. That's right, a month from today, this week. You're right. Yes, go ahead. Yes. All right. It'll be Dean Ambrose. Yes. Versus 
versus Seth Rollins non-title. Okay, and what is the rating, please? 2.6. 26, okay. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch John also on Facebook, of course. He has his own little blog, if you will, however, besides our own show, however, with wrestling dates and birthdays. He tells it like it is, however, and we're going to be sharing a lot of those videos of his own opinions on movie fans worldwide on Facebook.com. I'm telling you, you put those up, like I said, he's done three of them so far. He did a recent one last night that was really, really good. It's about 15, 20 minutes each, telling about Raw and uh, Money in the Bank. Of course, last night he had his own opinion of Money in the Bank. We all weighed in with our thoughts, so you definitely want to check that out. Fonzie, you're the last one of the day. Howard, give us a main event prediction and Raw rating, please. Jeez. Uh, well, any, everything can go smooth. Yeah. There's nothing on TV tonight. Yes. Okay? And um, if somebody can come, a special somebody, I don't know who it is, but I'm not going to say anything, but I hope he does come back. Yes. And make it a ratings ratings more reasonable tonight. Yes. I think Randy Orton might come back tonight. Possible. Or maybe next week. Yes. Um, uh, I think it w- will be Randy Orton. It will probably be a, a triple threat match tonight, mm-hmm. but it won't be for the title. Mm-hmm. It will be for the number one contender match. Okay. It will be, if, if Randy Orton comes back, it will probably be RKO mm-hmm. versus... Uh, I I I hate this guy. Yeah. But I like him. I yeah. think uh, Rusev. Yeah. And Alberto the Rio. Yes. Triple threat match right. for the number one contender mm-hmm. for the battleground. Ooh. Okay. For, for uh, to see for the title. Okay. 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 Um, it'll probably. I'm going to say if that happens yes. and Randy Orton comes back, yes. I think the rankings will go high. Mm-hmm. And my prediction, probably 2.8. Ooh. Or 2.9. Okay. One of those. Okay. okay. Right. But uh, that's, that's how I got to say that. Okay. But, <laughs> that's understandable. But don't, okay. don't like to say, oh, I told you so. But, yeah. You know, but, uh, it's possible. I'm just, yeah, it could be, but I'm just saying it might. But if you really want, like, like Chad said earlier, yeah, don't do triple threat match for Battleground. Yes. That's the worst you can do for your company. Yes, you I do agree. that in the in the main big like SummerSlam, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Royal Rumble in November. Survivor, Survivor Series in November. Right. Survivor, or Night of Champions. Right, in, in December. September. Right. They You're right. do that. You yes. know what I'm saying? Don't do that at Battleground because Battleground is the worst pay-per-view. Okay? And yeah. you can have Something shitty... Else. You can have a shitty match, yeah. but it still can get a good rating. Mm-hmm. But don't I put agree. a triple threat match like Chad said. Right. You want to put that in the in the golden stage of all. Like right. Royal, like SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Night of Champions. Right. Uh, 
Survivor Series in November. Right. Or you could do a Royal Rumble in January. Right. But Shut we'll see. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll definitely going to keep our eyes peeled, no question. Yeah. And again, right. I want to thank everyone coming in today. Guest seven, of course, the big diesel Gregory Kramer, the phenomenal one, GTS Gerard T. Smith, Captain Unicorn, <laughs> the bad guy himself, Mr. W. Sir, Chad Inshaw, the Black Widow, Michelle Lindos. Of course, Gregory Kramer joining us also for a few minutes in the chat box. Thanks, Greg, for coming in. We'll talk to you soon. The Black Widow, Michelle Lindos, as well as Fonzie, my cousin, the franchise, Dandy Geralmo. I already mentioned, of course, uh, Mr. W. Sir, Chad Hinshaw, who will be back with us tomorrow night. And, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, as well. It's been a very good afternoon, to say the least. We hope you have a good rest of the Monday night. Howard, be careful out there if you're out Probably there. Probably one of the best you, shows uh, we've ever done today. Yes, this was one of our better shows. I agree there, John. And, John, you're going to take us out with some music. We will talk to you again next Monday. Have a great Monday night, everyone. We'll talk to you at ringside next Monday, back at the table. Until then, have a great Monday night, guys. Talk to you soon. John, take us out with some music, please. What do you think? It's good. I like it. It's great. What is it? Summertime. Ah, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, summertime. Chad, what do you think? Is that he still there? I don't think he's there. I think we had to pull out. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.